0: We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever.
1: How dare you show your face here? face uh,
0: faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot!
1: A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you.
2: Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft.
3: Welcome everyone to Live Laugh Lore episode 53, the show that understands it's not always the destination, but the journey that's most important. Each episode we will check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the timeline snob that loves to talk all things chronology. (laughs) And I'm joined by our very own Mrs. Frizzle of Dungeons. It's, it's Allie. I'll take that. That works. (laughs) It does work. Oh, 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 but if you thought that was it. No, that is not all. We're also joined by the most creative podcaster among the entire Warcraft community. It is Tosh Mifuni of the Half-Hill Report.
2: Hey, everybody.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, and if you think that was it, oh, you can't have Tosh. No, no, no. You cannot have Tosh without the greatest professors from Half Hill Agricultural
2: College. It's Professor Talib. How is it
3: going, Talib?
4: <laughs> Greetings, everyone.
2: <laughs> so I, I'm i going to correct you. Um, I am half of a podcast team. So thank you for the lovely compliment, but I am half of a podcast team. So date but we were glad you you find the you know find our little program mildly diverting
1: <laughs> mildly mildly
2: no it is, it is
1: fantastic
3: but rather than just tooting your horns because I'll keep doing it I'm just gonna say tashi how have you been what have you been up to
2: well tashi in real life um as far as gaming goes, um, you know, we've been in a, you know, we're in a little bit of a content drought here a little bit. So Talib and I have been playing quite a bit of Lord of the Rings Online, uh, LOTRO, and we've been enjoying it so much that we actually introduced a new kind of special occasional feature on the, um, on the Half-Hill Report called The Adventures of Bodo and Rowan Brockhouse. Uh, Sort of chronicling the adventures of our characters. Uh, We're two chapters in how they met their first adventure. So um, so that's been, you know, aside from real life stuff that my meat puppet walks around, it does. um, (coughs) That's, um, you know, that's that's what that's what I've been doing. That's what's been taking up my time.
3: Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I have not actually checked out Lord of the Rings online. Is it? I don't, I don't know. I've heard it was decent and it's been getting better over the years because it's a that's a really long running game too, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it really is. It really is. It really
3: 2007, is.
4: 2007, I think it started just shortly after. Wow. wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Long time. I had a feeling it
3: was one of those long ones that just,
2: it's still there if you want to play it. <laughs> it's really nice. And, you know, you don't have... All the pressure of, you know, we can just be little hobbits running around and collecting things and doing our little (laughs) things and not worried about, you know, the big bad or getting to end game or anything. It's just very, very relaxing and gentle, you know. So that's 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 the attraction for me.
3: Nice. Feels very, I don't know, (laughs) Pandera-y.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Slow down. slow down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, speaking of uh, Talib, how have you been? What have you been up to?
4: Well, I also have been playing uh, Lord of the Rings, and I was intrigued by your opening statement about not always the destination, but the journey that's most important. And one of the key differences between Lotro and WoW is that Lotro is about the journey. Um, You could take literally years to get to the end game, if you wanted to, you know, and wow, there's a lot of pressure to sort of move through and get those levels up, and then get into whatever the end game is for you. And um, it's a totally different feel in Lotro, um, that they encourage you to do all of these, literally hundreds of side quests in each area, as you're you know, there's a main story as well that kind of parallels the books, but um but they just really throw all of these quests at you, so you can just putz around forever. It would be perfect for you.
3: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds awesome. Oh man, I, I'm actually kind of tempted to check that out because yeah, it's 2007 <laughs> and, and it's still going. Wow. And yeah. it's free. You and know, and it's it shows free.
1: The a. <laughs> See, free helps.
4: <laughs> In the um, you know the early stages, they haven't updated it in the way that WoW has been updated, and you know the map is terrible. <laughs> um, but it's pretty. I mean, it's a pretty game if you just sort of overlook the the um, lower resolution graphics and so forth. And it just has a lot of charm. There's also lag, but <laughs> you just live with that.
2: Yeah, the lag the lag can because be pretty it takes bad. You
4: forever to get anywhere anyway. So. You just kinda live with that.
2: <laughs> and there's no flying, so yeah, there's 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 no flying at all. So no flying. You know,
4: you know there's yeah. just the eagles and they only show up in very special circumstances.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean if they was flying, they just would have rode the Eagles and dropped the, the ring in the immortal. I mean, that's what they would have done.
2: <laughs> right there in my street. Are you telling me are you telling me that Eagles <laughs> You could have gotten here the whole time via Eagles? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, there's apparently a, a content creator actually on TikTok that created an entire DD style campaign all about why the Eagles would have none of that.
2: Right? <laughs> Basically why it wouldn't have worked.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's that, funny. Yeah, that's, that's it's great. funny. So, Allie, how have you been? Hmm? What have you been up to?
1: Been doing all right. We completed all the bosses on normal for <coughs> this new season. Got my my slime cat mount. That was pretty cool. Yay. Yeah. It's jiggly good times (laughs) and jiggly good times it's it's fine (laughs) Um,
2: here's your episode title jiggly jiggly good times
1: (laughs) I mean that's entirely possible (laughs) it happens it happens around here Um, other than that it's been uh, some alpha testing you know doing my part to catch some bugs and there's a few that I was like really really testing like QA style testing and that's been fun and other than that, this past weekend, I actually escaped to the mountains with my mom and my aunt and uncle. So that was nice just to get away. And, you know, it was beautiful up in the mountains and took a million pictures and soaked in the hot springs for like four hours one day. It was lovely. So it was it was it was good. It was good to get away. Sometimes you need that. Nice. So
2: it was nice. good. Yeah. yeah that,
4: Sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah,
3: it was. Soaking, it was a lot of fun. Soaking a hot spring sound really nice right about now. <laughs>
1: Well, and then you have so so this particular hot springs is in the mountains, and so you have this option of like different degrees of, of pools, and they like list all the degrees and stuff. But then there's also something called the warrior plunge, where you're supposed to soak in because it's the whole concept of going from like hot to cold is actually good for your oh, body. Yeah, yeah. It helps inflammation and um immunity and all like it's a long list of things. So you go soak in one of the hotter ones for 10 minutes, and then you go get into the 50 degree one, and like. You know, take some deep breaths you submerge and then you can get out if you want but uh and it's really like revitalizing and it like it was awesome and it was really shocking at first but then like it submerged <laughs> a couple more times and it was actually like wonderful and I like was able to like lounge across some rocks and like get my arms like actually in the river and just kind of chill there for a little bit literally but it was really relaxing and you know beautiful out mountains and a drink and everything so it was a good time.
2: Sounds beautiful. I love. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice.
1: So, dear Jim, what have you been up to? Me? Um,
3: it's you. Hmm. Well, so I am now officially on week five, starting this week, of marathon training.
1: Yay! <laughs>
2: wow.
1: <laughs> how are you? How are you feeling now? Week week five.
3: Well, considering Monday is rest day, uh, I'm feeling fine. Really good. All right, it's rest day. Uh Let's talk tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> Wednesdays are always the days. If you want to really get an idea of how I'm doing, talk to me Wednesday-ish afternoon-ish, right after I come back from work, because that's speed work day. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I just like to huh, just, it's just fun. Just go, right? You just get out there and go. But no, when they're like, okay, you can to run as fast as you can for 200 meters, and then then, then you jog out. Yeah. You You go to meters readers as fast as you can. I'm like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. But I, but I, but obviously I'm going to do it. So that's that's the Wednesdays, and then then the Saturdays. Oh, and speaking of which, I'm also uh, really excited because I am actually going to be traveling for a little guild meetup uh, this weekend. So, uh, dear listeners, by the time you are hearing this, I will have actually already returned from uh, from Maine, and I'm really excited because. Uh, this weekend, I have 15 miles to run on Saturday, and I will be running that in Maine, where it's a high of 77, where here in California, it's a high of 109. <laughs> so, like, oh, yay! That should help a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's okay. I don't go outside at the hottest time of the day, but here's the problem. Here's the real problem. It's a low of 79, so it's like, you better get outside at dawn. <laughs> Or you're going to have heat stroke. So, like,
4: <laughs> Where wow. does the marathon take place?
3: Marathon is in December, on December 4th in Sacramento. Ah, so,
4: uh, oh,
0: okay.
3: So it'll be.
4: It'll
3: you know, be
2: nice in Sac that time of year. Hopefully.
3: It's sometimes it's a little, sometimes a little iffy, but usually December is good to go. So, so I'll, be, yeah. I'll be happy nice and nice and cool crisp morning uh right after a i don't know pumpkin spice latte or something it's <laughs> right after <laughs> thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to um you know not being in the heat anymore so at least i get a break this weekend so it'll be great that's great yeah
4: and meeting with Gildy sounds fun too
3: yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun so you know basically you know labor day weekend uh have a little little meet up where we didn't I'll have to take a bunch of time off of work because, eh, it was just, just over the weekend. A three-day weekend. It'll be good. All right. Well, I guess that's it. So we can hop into a little bit of, uh, little bit of this. Nothing beats a brew
0: shared between friends.
3: So, uh, I decided that, uh, and I was like, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm just, I got, no, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. And also, I have a run tomorrow, so... I was just like, hey, grab whatever makes you happy. That's that's kind of what we're doing today. Do whatever you want. So today, I'm drinking Gatorade. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> In fact, this is literally the stuff I run with. So as I as I took a sip of it this morning, I was like, ah, it tastes like it tastes like 14 miles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that makes it worse tasting, but maybe that's just me. Actually,
3: this is good because I got ice in it. I don't have ice in it when I'm running. It's it's usually Fair. pretty warm by the time I'm done with it. <laughs> but you know, need the electrolytes, so yeah. But anyway, Allie, what would you grab?
1: I'm curious. Um Dr. Pepper. That's beautiful. There might be a little rum in there. Maybe, maybe. And not. a silly strong a silly straw, cause why not? 'Cause I'm an adult and I could do silly
2: straws. A, it did, just You do you, baby.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: I was gonna say, how many silly straws do you have?
1: <laughs> I have a whole one of the canisters that you do to put like larger serving spoons and stuff in. It might have silly straws. It's it's okay. There might be multiple. The whole that, makes,
2: that makes me almost—that makes me almost deliriously happy to think that you have a canister full of silly. I
1: really smiles. do. It's in my kitchen. It's lovely. I—I I picture it somewhere. I can show to show you to you later. But um life's too short to not have fun. So you know, silly straws sometimes it just does does the trick.
3: <laughs> Agreed. Oh, that's fantastic. so I—I I actually know what you're drinking there, there, Tashi. What do you what do you got?
2: I have got Monster Energy Drink. Um, which is perfectly appropriate at like seven o'clock. And we're we're using the same Tumblr 2019 <laughs> Con before the storm. What are the odds I of saw, that? I saw yours all and I'm like, hey, I'm doing that too. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was that was exciting. It was really sad. Uh, Anyways, continue. Sorry. I was gonna say,
3: you know what's really sad about that? Is I actually backed them and I wanted to grab my I for, I just forgot to go get one. Oh no! <laughs> I mean,
1: I can see if he has more. I don't think he does, but I can see if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "Uh oh, I totally forgot to go get mine." <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, that's beautiful. So, you got anything special there, uh, Professor Talib? You got, you got anything?
4: Well, I didn't grab so much as I brewed. I'm drinking
1: elderberry tea.
3: Yeah, see, Ooh. there you go. You even went with the, you went with the bumper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful, oh, Wait,
1: man. what's in Tasha's glass? I think I missed that. It's I was monster energy like, it's it's drink. A monster. Okay, it's monster. Monster, okay.
2: but it's the Sorry. healthy one. It's the one that's orange colored, so that means it's healthy. it, it, <laughs> it says like hydration on the box. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> it says hydration, so it's better. Is it one of the rehab ones? Because like, those are actually. I think so. it's
2: like I think it's like the morning rehab one or whatever. Yeah. It, it it just makes me feel like that's such a junkie. <laughs> I'm drinking something healthy. It's rehabilitation. That's, that's what we tell ourselves. Don't, don't judge me.
1: Don't, don't judge. judge me.
2: I see You're it. You're the your last eyes. ones to judge.
1: It's fine.
3: I got Powerade from the drive-through line of McDonald's. They have that now. It's good. For <laughs> <laughs> no, I got that. <laughs> 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 All right, well, Allie, um, it's your turn. It's, you, you, it you, sure is. Yeah, you made me do it last week, so it's so, or last other <laughs> week, you know, every other week I forget. But last time I had to do it, and it, it was awkward. So go ahead,
1: be awkward. It's not awkward every time. What are you? What are you talking about? Hey, hey, hi, patrons. It is awkward every time, and I want to sit here and say one day it will not be awkward. But you know what? It's not this day. And that may not have ever, ever happen. But hey, hey, hi, hi. <laughs> Do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you were also into? Do you find yourself talking back to us or laughing at us or our shenanigans out loud or listening in the car, taking a dog for a walk, riding the train, whatever you might be doing, cleaning? Uh, if you answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show. Find out how you can keep this show and our very silly habits going.
3: All right. Well, thank you for that, Allie. But now I have to settle into a little bit of this
1: how am i supposed to live laugh
0: love in these conditions
3: i don't know i don't i don't know how we do it but we do have one very quick little story to catch everyone up on what's going been going on in the saga of the abk one one real quick story (laughs) (laughs) It's all i was able to come across because we appear to be at the point in the timeline in the courts where motions will be filed rulings will be appealed Sides will be argued, and things will take a very, very long time to work through the system. Well, today's story is just one of those things because on August 10th, the Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Timothy Patrick Dillon denied <laughs> Activision Blizzard's bid to dismiss part of the DFEH's lawsuit. Activision Blizzard's attorney sought dismissal of the DFEH's causes of action for employment discrimination because of sex retali sex retaliation. And failure to prevent discrimination and harassment, according to the Activision's attorneys' court papers, the DFEH failed to investigate, mediate, and negotiate those claims before filing suit. That's what they said. Of course, they said that because that's. But they're liars. Uh. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Tell us what you really think. (laughs) How do you you
2: really feel? (laughs) Don't hold back. What are you doing? Well, we're not done yet. (laughs) Anyway, the rest of the... Please, counselor, proceed. (laughs) The
3: the rest of the article goes into a back and forth between the DFEH uh, and the Agrivision lawyers responding to each other's arguments. And I just thought it was kind of funny because they they seem to be getting a little snippy between these two sides from what I can tell in the article. So... I'm I'm not not sure it's as bad as how much the lawyers in the Alex Jones trial hated each other, but <laughs>
1: oh, don't even give me <laughs> start with that. Oh, the,
3: there was definitely some back and forth between the two. <laughs> <There> were, <laughs> they weren't like flipping each other off from the, from the, the stuff like they were in that oh, trial. Oh, okay, that's something. <laughs> but anyway, for example, one of the quotes is: "This motion concerns the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing's fundamental failure to follow its government statute." in a rush to gamer media attention that it hoped would prevent the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission from fairly resolving works workplace claims for the benefit of eligible claimants. That's what the company's lawyers argued. That's what they said. Well, in the process, DFEH unfairly damaged the reputation of a company and undermined the public trust. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>
1: that's, that's
3: what the lawyers argued tonight. Uh, well, if that's what their goal was, I think they did a good job. But uh, no, I think it was actually just to protect the workers. So anyway, the DFEH lawyers argued uh, that with its dismissal motion, Activision, Activision denigrates public servants working for the DFEH complainants of media attention Resulting from the lawyer and criticizes the DFEH working relationship with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. So, as you can see, this feels like lo- like oh, like a ver- lawyers' versions of basically saying you suck, right? <laughs> like you can almost <laughs> read between the lines of how they hate each other. <laughs> like that's what, that's what I'm getting at least. So, I don't know. What, do you, what did you think? Um, oh, oh, there, there's one more quote because Activision asserted only well-worn arguments attacking the power of government rather than addressing the merits of the government's claims.
2: <laughs> wow. Who was that a, Who was that quote attributed to, to the DFEH? The, the Activision's
3: lawyers asserted that that was the DFEH was doing, as they're just like, typical, typical government, just saying that... Huh, Bleh. interesting.
2: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, like get
3: better arguments Activision is kind of what I'm saying but then again don't because I want you to lose and I want you to pay out the nose because you treated your employees like crap so there you go that's my opinion
1: yeah it's I it sounds like uh, some kind of lawyer version of high school drama Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh and it's ridiculous and again ABK just does this to themselves so (laughs) that's a that's a thing
3: yeah. That just seems like they just keep doing it.
2: It's, it's all just. Icky. That's <laughs> just, it's just, it's just icky. All of it. it. just the entire thing is just icky. And when this whole story broke. Right. About the stuff. I don't know. Maybe I've just been walking around in a fog for, you know, 53 years. I don't know. But, um, you know, I actually had to ask to leave. I was like, just, does this stuff happen? Like this happened. this happens? Th- these kinds of things, these kinds of gross sexual harassment, that kind of thing. I'm like, that, that can't be a thing. I've never seen that. Where what is and and Talib, did you tell him what you told me?
4: I told him all the time, every day, that every woman, one way or another.
2: And then I apologized on behalf of my gender as. A- Sorry, I don't like where do I go with that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah and but this is look <clears throat> in my professional life, I deal with government stuff a lot with government attorneys, with government representatives, um, with company representatives. that's that's what I do. And what I am seeing is pretty much the standard kabuki show. That you see, you know, it's the it's the outward facing kabuki show that, you know, that happens and it just happens to be playing out in the press. But these types of, you know, um, posturing when both parties have a sense of where it's actually going to end up. Right. But there there is a certain level of posturing that you have to take on both sides to satisfy your your respective stakeholders and shareholders right both on the government and and on the industry side um but honestly in the background you know uh, you know attorneys and assistants and that kind of thing and clerks they're they are communicating it you know it's kind of like you know keeping those um diplomatic lines open you know they're communicating of you know but it would not you know Anyway, that's that's my take on it. That you know, I I see this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I see this kind of crap every day. You know, in, in you know things. But for the for the victims of what happened to get just it just seems like it just just opens you know just th- th- this kind of posturing and haranguing and that kind of thing. It just never allows for any kind of healing. You know, and that's that's tough. Yeah, that's, that's true. Tough. Yeah, cause- Cause if if they would just. Just if they would just get the damn thing settled, just get it settled, move on, right the ship, and so that we can go, so we can all collectively go back to enjoying and not having this shadow hanging over the you know forthcoming expansion.
3: Yep, I completely agree.
1: Unlikely we'll be finished by then, but
3: no, it
2: won't be. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: But it would be nice to at least see ABK make some improvements, whereas instead they're making the same mistakes over and over and over. And every time it seems like, oh, maybe they're getting a little better. Oh, no, 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 they're they're not. No, not. no they still don't quite get it.
3: Yeah. 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 Just like a in a timeline view. That's why I even brought up the, the article two episodes ago or so. Where it basically said that, oh, when Riot got sued in 2018, it literally just finished like a couple months ago. So it's going to take a long time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, These
2: things, these things take a long time.
4: Part of the problem that these things take so long to resolve, that's, you know, it just pushes things off. And part of the reason why the situations don't change.
2: Right. Right. You know, um, and and look, the claims of the DFEH against Blizzard uh, for the behaviors and that kind of thing, obviously horrendous, but it's almost serving as a smokescreen for something that I find pretty bad, too, which is their anti-labor, you know, anti-labor actions that they're taking, that they're taking, you know, that they're taking that are, you know, horrific and are literally violating federal statute you know um and and both talip and i are big big fans of organized labor uh, it, you've probably sensed that in the character of irie Freeflower flower ironship yep. <laughs> yeah. it was essentially it was essentially an amanuensis or avatar for our feelings about organized labor because she's always out there you know trying to help with know, the dredgers yep help with the dredgers help with the peons. yeah so yeah
4: she does what she can
2: Yeah, you do what you can. You do what you can to help. (laughs) No, Demesis was here. (laughs) I
3: didn't invite him. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree. I'm a huge fan of uh, organized labor labor in general. Um, It's just, it's sad, especially, like, I think Berserker uh, put put a best on episode 50. They're fighting tooth and nail for all this, like, to away to, to stop it but it's like you brought this on yourself right you know yeah if you actually treat your employees with you know compassion and actually want them to have a you know proper work-life balance and want them to actually you know enjoy their day-to-day life and you know get along with their their colleagues it usually doesn't happen people only start forming labor unions like at Starbucks. When things are bad, right? So, yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, or like it, Amazon. Well, when things are get really bad, and the pandemic shines a big spotlight on that, where it's like, oh yeah, you guys are being put in horrible working conditions. So, and they try and unionize, and then everyone goes, no, not that, and they're like, no, you brought it on yourself. So, that's my opinion. (laughs) It's true. All right, well, agree? oh, go ahead, Tilip.
1: I was just
4: going
3: to say I agree with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> with that, uh, I think we'll get into a little bit more, I don't know, happier topic? A little bit? A little bit yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta be happier. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you talking about? Well, you know, uh, stuff and things and time skips. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Because ever since the community heard about time is not a construct of death or time works differently in the Shadowlands, every single person in the community started to talk about a time skip and what it would mean to the story. They're like, oh, my gosh, what if we start doing like, like spell jammer stuff? Because it's like, oh, now we're going to like line up with Starcraft Universe and it's going to be like 550
1: years <laughs> in the future. And it's like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> What are, you, what? What, are you, what are you? What are you guys on? <laughs> That's not how they write this story. <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, what are we gonna see? Are we are we gonna see Manduin in his full bearded glory? Mm-hmm. I'm nice,
2: <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> All right. We, is the are we gonna come back from the Shadowlands and the, the light and the void are gonna be going at it? We're gonna be like, oh man, look up, man. Look at the sky. It looks really pretty It's scary. What's happening? But it looks really pretty. <laughs> Well, anyway, so this shows second favorite member of the narrative team. Second favorite. Sorry, Stevie D and Stickney will always be number one in my heart. So (laughs) nice, nice. (laughs) Well, uh, Stevie D took to the forum to address this topic head on, and he wrote, Don't worry, this is a slightly abridged version. I didn't, it's not word for word, but it's pretty close. So this is what he wrote Hello, friends. I wanted to take a moment to address the topic of time passage between Shadowlands and Dragonflight. There has always been some amount of time passing between expansions. We maintain an internal timeline of what year each expansion begins, and the gap between them has either been one or two years. When you look back on the Warcraft timeline, one of the things you'll notice is that a lot of massive, world-changing events were tightly clustered together. War the Ancients, everybody. War the Ancients. That's <laughs> tightly close together. Uh, this is especially true for WoW, which since launch has seen a multitude of invasions and catastrophic... Catas- I can't word. Uh, Catastrophes. <laughs> I can't do it. Catastrophes back to back in the chronology. <laughs> That's a hard word. <laughs> I get the sensation. Take Our- two. <laughs> It
2: stays liberty, in the show, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> liberty, liberty. <laughs> All right.
3: With Shadowlands representing the closing of one book in the Warcraft saga, it felt like an opportunity to give Azeroth a bit of breathing room before Dragonflight ushers in the start of our next major storyline. So keep that in mind. Next major storyline. It's like they're done with that. They're going to move on to other stuff. <clears> All right. So this is this is as a as the, the Mr. Timeline Snob myself. This is this is stuff that I like right here. Just this sentence right here. Shadowlands began in the year 35 ADP, that is after the Dark Portal, for those who need to know, right? And Dragonflight will begin in the year 40, okay? And remember, Shadowlands took place over the course of two years. That leaves three additional years that we will be fast-forwarding through, so no spell jammer, no, we're not converging with the StarCraft universe, we're not going <laughs> to, it's just three years, or just three. Okay. If you think about it, three... A lot, lot could happen in three years. Right. So our purpose here is not to have a litany of events take place outside the game that you would need to read about in a novel or other media to understand the state of the world. The goal of the fast forward is to provide the people of Azeroth with a slice of normal life without a major threat looming over their heads. Don't worry, we're almost done here. But we're going to start getting into the into the, the meaty stuff here. So when our heroes return from the realm of death... You can imagine them easing back into their lives and duties without an immediate crisis to address or enemy to fight. With the Alliance and Horde honoring the truce signed after the Fourth War, the average Azerothian citizen will be able to enjoy a time of stability and reflection. That said, we plan to offer a digital short story on our website that details one particularly joyous occasion, which has been referenced in the Alpha build. It's going to be a fun and charming read, but it won't be necessary. Won't be necessary in order to understand the events of Dragonflight. Besides stretching out the wow timeline a bit, another benefit of this fast-forward is that it will let our younger characters get a little older, allowing some of them to take a larger role in future storylines. Yet not so much time will be passing that you'd expect characters who are already adults to look significantly different. As for changes in the world that have been discussed or foreshadowed, such as the resettlement of Gilneas, those will not be happening during the fast-forward. As cool as it is to show locations and populations evolving because of story progression, we want events this important to be in-game questing that our players experience for themselves, as with the reclaiming of Lordaeron in the 925 update, rather than having it happen off-camera. For your player characters, it has always been left to your own interpretation of how much time had passed when they log in after the arrival of a major update or new expansion. Dragonflight is no exception. You are free to imagine your character having been doing, or, well, whatever, what they've been doing in that time. Time of respite. There we go. Ugh, I Can't read. <laughs> you are free to imagine what your characters have been doing in that time of respite as you look forward to the arrival of the Dragonflight pre-patch. Hopefully this post helps clear up confusion about the timeline and explains our goals for having a few years pass than we normally would. Stevie D, Merit of Lead. Wow. So there you go, that's what he posted. So the question is, question is, what does this mean? Well, as we like to do around here, we're gonna analyze the crap out of this. <laughs> it's true it's true because we're gonna take every little little thing that he said and we are gonna read way too much
2: into it (laughs) i'm i'm gonna need another monster energy drink hang on i'll be right back
3: (laughs) (laughs) well like we said we're gonna read way too much into what he's saying but you know it's a fun exercise anyway so without further ado let's get started so the first the first main one that I wanted to focus on is, when our heroes return from the realms of death, you can imagine them easing back into their lives and duties without an immediate crisis to address or enemy to fight. So, the question is, what do we think our players would be doing for three years off? It's a long time, hmm? Well, rather than just speculate about what the fury warrior fondly known as Jin, and the holy priest that is a, 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 is acquainted. I said acquainted? Acquired? I don't know. Acquainted with the Shadow Nobella is up to during their much needed time off. We figured it would be better to hear it directly from them. In fact, the two of them were recently interviewed on one of the longest running radio shows in Azeroth, The Hathill Report. So let's have a listen.
2: Welcome to a special edition of the half Report. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and in this very special edition, we're taking a closer look into the lives of Azeroth's greatest champions. They put their lives on the line to save us all from one calamity to the next, only to have, in a way, put themselves out of a job. First up, I'd like to introduce you to a proud dwarven warrior from the Wildhammer clan, <clears throat> Excuse me. Originally hailing from Airy Peak, Gin Can, Gin Can Wildhammer. Did I pronounce that right? I pronounced that right. Close enough. Okay. Very good. Very good. Gin, Gin Can. Can I can I call you Gin? Because that's that's going to be easier.
3: I I tis what my friends call me, but uh, just between you and me, it's actually pronounced Gin. But Gin. It's it's Gin Can. G- yeah. Okay. But n- nobody says that. It's.
2: I've gotten used Uh, to gin. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I appreciate you making your way all the way out here to the turnip. uh, And it's wonderful to have you here in the upstairs room. And you have somebody with you. Uh, Next up, uh, I'd like to introduce a priest that originally hails from Northshire Abbey. But due to an unfortunate event beyond the gray main wall, now runs with a different pack. Nobella. Nobella, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Tosh. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
2: So just out of curiosity, do you do you do you just maintain your worgen form all the time? Is that what you find most convenient?
1: Most convenient, most fun. However you want to take it.
2: Okay. All right. I I was just I was just curious. I you know, um it, because the, the ability because I'm stuck in Pandaren form that's just you know I, I have no other form that this is this is this is just me I, I, I wish I could but you know transform into you know I don't know the night elf because sometimes you just want to feel pretty um, but sometimes you need to uh, reach the top shelf you know what I mean mm-hmm. well I don't I don't have any problem with that it's bending over to get the bottom shelf is where I find the is where I find the particular challenge um, so welcome to the lazy turnip, as I said uh I'd like to just go ahead and get right into it um it's we've had a couple of years now since we returned uh you know since uh you champions returned from the shadow lands. The world is different we're um effectively at peace we have a you know where it uh you know we've have a truce. Um, and for once, something that we here at the Half Report have wished for quite some time was peace in Azeroth. But obviously that's a very different world that we're living in. So Nobella, I want to start with you. What has peacetime meant for you and how have you adapted to it?
1: You know, it's been a really good break. I've got my loyalties with both Stormwind and Gilnaeus. So I spent time at the cathedral and the library in Stormwind. Paid my respects to dear King An- King Varian. And also spent some time with Greymane. Trying to help the Gilneans. Who are still trying to re- reclaim their home. Find a new life. But I've also taken time to relax. Spend some time with other Worgen. Figure out how to handle and manage this fur and all this craziness. I haven't had a chance to figure out yet. So I've just been too busy, you know, fighting, and I just took some time to relax. Going to the mall and back does does things to you.
2: Yeah. So, so financially and economically, um, y- you know, a lot of times, returning, uh, you know, um, uh, soldiers returning from war uh, come back and find themselves uh, a little. Um, there's not necessarily work for them because you're you're now in a peacetime economy. Things are things are a little different. Um, now, it sounds like you're a scholar. I
1: am. I am.
2: As, and that, that would make sense as a priest. Um, as a priest, um, is this is this have we reached the stage that you were hoping we were always going to reach?
1: Maybe. It feels a little weird to be at peace after we've been fighting for so long. As a priest, you know, there's still plenty of things to do to serve the light. And have some fun playing in the shadow, as I'm one to do at times. Illyria's been seen her on Stormwind some, so I've been talking to her a bit. But there's always things to do. And sometimes after you fight for so long, you kind of wait for the next battle. Because it feels a little weird. Being at peace and relaxing.
2: So you you feel like um economically, financially, is it is it working out for you? Did you have any trouble finding work when you got back?
1: I'm a priest. Someone always needs a priest for something. Well, they there died. you go. That's a very, that, they is a very,
2: that is a very valid point. There's plenty, there's always plenty of work for always. a priest. Always plenty Always of work for money. a priest and you can, you know, that's, that's great. And I'm glad that worked out for you. That's, that's truly Thank outstanding. You. Thank and I'm you, very Tosh. happy. I'm very, very happy for you. Um, uh, again, I'm going Aye. to, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot back to you. Um same, similar question for you. Now you're obviously—I can just tell by looking at you—you're not a priest. Um, you are very, no really. very clearly a warrior. And war—the first part of warrior is war. How are you adapting to peace in Azeroth? Uh, that's a. This is a bit
3: of a loaded question, honestly. I'm. At first, it was fantastic. I, I you know, you, 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 I don't know if you know if you know this, but adventurous, we we run everywhere. It's just a constant running. There's no no one stops to walk, and but so it was finally nice to just take the break and, and breathe for a moment. It didn't feel like I was rushing everywhere. There was I had time to stop and smell the roses, but then the roses got boring. Um, I, <laughs> so I. I I went back home to the to the airy peak and I tried to help with uh tend the griffins uh but to be honest, the little bastards bite and i got <laughs> it just I just got so angry i <laughs> will just say the the other tenders didn't look look very fondly on me and when I started going berserk on the little the little hatchlings and I mean they were fine they they bounced back but you you get what I'm
2: saying so so you so you've still got that that need for um an outlet for your uh, uh, to not to put too fine a point on it your more aggressive tendencies you 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 still have that.
3: Well, you have a griffin bite your fingers three, four, five times
2: a day, and you see what you want to do. That but, that would that would certainly get on my nerves after a while. There's no question about that. Um, and uh, so that's so that's how you're making a living now that you're not drawing a soldier's pay. Um, you're, you know, you're you're, no. you're a, a griffin tender. No, no, no. We, you I, did, I, did, I stopped that pretty bare, pretty early did, on. I've, oh, okay. You sound
1: like you weren't very good at it. They,
3: I I don't know. They Does said I should have been. I should Does have been wearing well? gloves, but I, I I'm, I'm a warrior. I wear plate gauntlets. You can't really, it's, it's difficult. Like leather. They look at you funny if you're wearing leather gloves. It's, it's a thing. And honestly, I just, I've been I've kind of been lost to be, to be honest. It's, it's been, these last two years, it's just been, it's been hard on a, on a, on a warrior. Like I got plenty of cash. Like I'm not worried about the economy. I mean, that's the nice thing about being an adventurer for 15 years straight. You just people throw money at you it's i don't know so I'm, I'm good there but it's there's to be honest it's it feels like there's something missing
2: and I, so, I don't know so let, let's pull on this thread for a moment because we're very fortunate we you know you have a priest you know sitting there right next to you it sounds like you have some issues you're dealing with as a former soldier um you know uh, uh our you know, dear, my dearest friend here, uh, Velmek is married to uh, uh, his wife Dowlin, who was a member of the Shadowpan, who was tragically injured uh, and has lost quite a, bo- quite a bit of mobility. And she struggled with that and has found a way. But let's talk this out a little bit. I mean, you said you said something's missing. Did you identify? Did did? being a warrior becomes such a central part of your identity that now you feel like you've you've lost a part of yourself and are having a difficult time replacing it.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if it's I wouldn't say I completely identified with, you know, my profession so to be I think it was more of the the constant crisis, right? So I don't know, I've I've heard it said that some of the happiest times people have are in sometimes the worst of times in the world. And when things calm down and there's peace, it's the, honestly, it's the it's the quiet nights that are sometimes the hardest, right? Like when I, I started adventuring with the at the word of oh the the dark portal had opened again, and I was and I'd I'd grown up on tales of Kurd and Wildhammer going to the 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 dark portal to fight against the 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 damned horde and and yeah i was like oh it's open again maybe i maybe i can see him and i damn i I did i saw him i fought alongside him and then you know i come home from that and the lich king was doing a thing and let me tell you that you see some things that'll keep you up at night
1: (laughs) that's true that's That's true. true
3: wow and then there's a Giant dragon just burning everything down, and you're just like, Oh, Deathwing. Oh, that's that's great. And it's like, it's like one after another. And you just, and then finally, is well, well, I I will admit the the time and I, it's great talking to you because the time in Pandaria was probably some of my fondest memories. So, probably the reason I agreed well, to that. Well, we to had
2: this. our troubles here. We had our troubles here too, unquestionably. Sorry about that, but I'm, I'm glad. No, yeah, well, uh, I, I don't blame you personally, uh, but it's uh, so so. Nobella, what yes. would you what would you say as a priest, as a healer, uh, as a servant of the light? Uh, what would you say to what would you say to Gin there about you know what he's what he's dealing with?
1: Have you tried a good ale to go to sleep with,
2: Dad? You know, there's the answer I was looking for. There is the answer. I don't know how long I was going to have to fish for it, but it's like I, I kept waiting for the answer, like I've taken to drink. I, that was really where I was trying to get to with that whole thing, and it took us a long time, but we we got there.
1: I mean, even though I might be a priest, I still enjoy a good drink, and I know that a lot of dwarves do, too.
2: I'm very curious. Um, do Morgans? do you just drink out of a mug like everybody else? Or do you put a little bowl on the bar? What, what, what's happening there? I haven't spent a lot of time around Wargan. I apologize. That question comes from ignorance. That was not intended. I can see the expression on your face. No, I would really no, appreciate no it. If you it would it's, stop tearing okay. your teeth that, uh, that, uh, that just, that, that, that was an honest, that was an honest attempt to f- learn something culturally about another race I haven't spent any time with, so I hope I didn't offend. But <laughs> no, is it no, a bold? I'm curious. To,
1: some sometimes I bare my teeth when I'm smiling and laughing. It's it's okay. It's okay.
2: Okay. It's hard to tell the difference. You, I'm just saying. It's hard to tell to, the difference. You have
1: to remember most most Worgen, not all Morgan, but but most Worgen, the ones who have control over their their mind and the the maddening Worgen curse is under control. They are Guildnaeans. They are they are noble and civil. And so they do still drink from, you know, a mug like a normal person might. But I've seen occasionally where they might just give into to those urges a little bit and drink from a water bowl. It's it's okay. We got to get water. You got to get water.
2: Well, I wasn't judging any cultural habits. I was just thinking of the mechanics of it, honestly. I mean, g- I was genuinely just thinking about the mechanics of it. You just kick your
1: head back, you know. Drink it down, your your guzzle there. It's it's okay. fine. It's fine.
2: All right. So you're just you're just pouring it down, and and okay. I, I okay. you get
1: good at it after a while. Otherwise, your fur gets really sticky, and you don't want that. At least I don't want that. But that could be the priest talking.
2: So there are, there are some challenges, I would imagine, to being a war get in 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 a peacetime in 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 a time of peace like we're experiencing. Which, which form do you, do you tend to, do you tend to stick with?
1: I still stick with wargan. I've gotten very comfortable with it. I never, as a human, I found humans to be boring. And even though I was a human, my, 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 parents named me Nobella. Cause I was supposed to be noble and beautiful. And I just never thought that being a human was fun. So when I changed into a wargan, because I was unfortunately bitten, I just embraced it and decided to keep it. It does take some extra work as a priest to show that I am nurturing and not a scary worgen. But after a while, you get pretty good at it, and you build a reputation for yourself.
2: I'm curious when you're when you are ministering as a priest to younger uh, younger members of whatever race. Do you do you find that they identify with you more if you're a a wolf or a human? Because it, you know, children oftentimes respond of all races will respond to something you know fluffy and nice and it's you know non threatening. But I, I I've, I've never been able to picture a Morgan as non threatening. Do you wear a little hat? What, what a little top hat? What do you what do you do to take take that you know reduce? The uh, are those hard to keep on? I'm curious. In they, are form. they are very hard, hard to, to keep do you, on. Do you do a little ribbon or what? How no, does that? No, because that just looks no?
1: ridiculous. What okay. are you thinking, Tosh? Right. Okay,
2: all right. I'm just. I'm really, you know, I'm, look you, between you the bowl like and, kind the of shove and the rizzo and the in there.
1: It's fine. It's fine. okay.
2: Uh, and the ears. Do the ears go in or out? I don't.
1: It do, depends on the hat. Hats, depends on the hat. Let, let me let me tell you, Tosh. Hats are actually very tricky as a worgen. I would imagine. There are certain hats like the the top hat that the Gilanians love so much. I've also adopted. Pirate hats, oddly oh, work very well, which makes me happy.
2: Really? Happy that, is that like because them. of the three points I've seen pirate hats? Is it three that points? It just kinda fits. Be. Just kind of you can just kind of wedge it in there between your ears it's and it went just wedges
1: nicely and just uh, sticks around unless unless okay. you're running wild, which is when we, we run on all fours. Sometimes that knocks it over a bit, but it mostly stays on. Okay. As for the children, I find that children are more accepting than adults. As long as I take the time to show them that I am nice and I care and that I like other animals. I usually have a companion with me of some type of animal that's cute and fluffy. I let them play with it. It lets them calm their nerves a bit. And then they see that I'm not all that scary. And then we're good friends after that.
2: That would you know, we've gotten way off topic. Uh, and I'm gonna get back. I promise, trust me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back there. I'm not quite sure how, but I do have a question again for you, um, because obviously Nobella can change her appearance. Uh, to kind of fit the circumstance that, that she's in have you considered because you know with the aggression thing you sport a very aggressive look i mean that is a that is a very aggressive look the, the you know the the mohawk the face paint all the armor that kind have you thought about changing your outside to fit where you would like your inside to be. So you, rather than continuing to sport the wartime apparel and the very aggressive, the, the, you know, the mohawk and the face paint and, and all of that. Maybe if you changed your outside a little bit, it would put you in a place where you felt more aligned with this peacetime community, with this peacetime world we're in. It's a thought.
3: Hey, well, I. It is, sure, it's sure. It's a, little bit of a thought, but I like to think that I've I've picked the the outward appearance that fits the best with me. And by the way, it's not face paint. These are tattoos. Okay, all right. Okay,
2: all right. <laughs> okay. See, give me,
3: here I'll I'll just show you. Oh, you're you see, right. Can it, I? Not, can I? Give me. I've never woke. actually
2: touched a <laughs> tattoo. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Know, okay. Absolutely.
3: I'm almost as furry as you. See, it's okay. You can you can touch it. <laughs>
2: Well <laughs> don't don't <laughs> misunderstand. I'm not, you know, um but that's okay. So you're you're comfortable with who with who you are and how you look, no matter how frightening and aggressive that might look.
3: Yeah, I mean I, growing up I've been told I have the uh I don't know what they what do the kids call it these days uh i believe they call it resting bitch face uh, wow so okay
2: so i just i suppose so I just embrace that it. is the first time that's ever been that's ever, i think that's ever been said on the half hill report i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty sure so i'm gonna put this question to both of you you both are you know have expressed that peacetime has presented some opportunities it's presented some challenges. Do you do you think this is going to stay? Are we going to? Are you going to be able to live out your natural lives, whatever the length of that is, in in a time of peace? Or do you see something? Do you you do you have confidence in the truth or in the truth, I'm sorry. Or do you feel like there's, you know, the, you're just waiting at this point for the other shoe to drop? Where 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 are you at on that? G- Gin, let's start with you.
3: Well, to be honest, I've been feeling like there was a the shoe has been a dropping for quite a while. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't know. Maybe they dropped it from really far up and <laughs> okay. it's still coming in. Okay. It's, it's been it's, it's on its <laughs> okay. way. It's someone, someone <laughs> dropped it from I don't know Draenor and it's on its way to Azeroth. I don't. Know. It's a it's a long way. So, um, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I've. I've been, I've seen enough things to, to know that something's a coming, um, is it, is, is those d- dastardly horde gonna put up the dukes and come at us? I don't think so, I mean, they, we've kinda, we've kinda settled into a good thing here, I'm, you know, I mean, god, I never thought that I would have ever raided alongside the, you know, we, we, I, we were going to the sepulchre of the first ones, I don't, it's, it was a, let me tell you about that. It. It's blow your mind. Just don't look up. Don't don't look up in there. It'll make you it'll freak you out. I'm just you will you'll, you'll start thinking like eternity and, the, and you're just like, I am the sing, significant thing. Just look at what you're doing ahead of you and just keep moving. It's OK. But anyway, so where was I? Oh, yes, I was actually fighting alongside the Horde. Could you believe it? They were right there with me. We're going in there together. I was looking over this some Zandalari troll just pew pewing away, and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" And he's he's not attacking me like I'm used to. He's he's attacking the, the thing above that we were attacking? And it was like, well, "All right, then, you're okay. Sorry about your
2: king." Okay, he just looked at me a little funny. That was <laughs> that was a nice thing of you. That was a nice thing for you to say. That's good.
3: Yeah, I so. Yeah, is the shoe gonna drop? Yes. Do I know when? No. I thought it was going to be about a year ago. Uh, but hey. I mean, I guess I'm going to live with the break for a while, but whenever the call comes, oh, you better
2: be first in line. So so you're so you're anxious for whatever the next conflict is, almost regardless of who it's with.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm 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 quite certain, like I'm not the most
2: intelligent man. Look at my character. Oh, now I wouldn't say that in front of you. <laughs> it's, I, it's okay. I, I, I've, I've fought
3: alongside mages and warlocks and them big thinky types. And they just they do the stuff. And I just, quack, 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 quack. That's, that's what I do. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a thing. And so to be honest, I, I, I know that something is coming. Something from I'm just saying there is some stuff out there. If you think Little Draenor, Beyond the Dark Portal, and, and all that, it's nothing, absolutely nothing to what is out there. Something is a coming, and I don't know what. I'm just saying. Have you been to the seat of the Pantheon? That'll rock your socks. I'm just
2: saying. It's <laughs> I don't I don't get out a lot. So no, unfortunately I have it. I, we I have, you know, reporters that handle that. So so you're so you're you're looking forward, Nobella. Your your feelings as we, you know, start to wrap this up? Are you do you think this is gonna last? Do you want it to last? Would you be happy if it lasts, or would you prefer something else?
1: Well, I would be happy if it lasted, but Unlike Gin over here, I have to actually look up being a priest and whatnot. And we learned a lot at that sepulchre and in the Maw, which turned my fur white, as you can see now. It used to be gray before Shadowlands. And when you learn about all these different warring people of supposedly higher powers and all these things done in secret against other higher powers, you have to know that there is something building and there's a big bad out there. And admittedly, while my allegiance is to the light, I have, let's say, explored the shadow. And you start to kind of learn a little bit about those powers and you know there's got to be another big bad out there. So it's only a matter of time, unfortunately that there will be war again.
2: Hey, Tosh, is it time for my sports report? Oh, Jan, um... Yes, one second. I'm sorry, I just need to wrap this up. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. I thought I was doing a business report this week. No, Rizak, you're... I'm pretty sure you're on next week. Next week? Nah, you gotta be mistaken. Besides, I've got... Big news to report this week! An absolute goldmine of an opportunity! Yeah, but the Mushans are in the playoffs. Ah, so what? They make the playoffs every year! Hey there, Tosh. Belmick, why are you here so early? I don't know. I saw Jen and Izzy come up here, so I thought it was party. Ah, <sighs> okay. Um, listen, Jen, Nobella, I'm really sorry about this. We were just getting into some good stuff. Somehow my schedule has gotten all screwed up, and I need to get this sorted out. Can can I can we schedule another time and and continue this and continue this conversation? Because I because I was fascinated. Are you both okay with that?
3: Oh, absolutely. I, like I like I said, I ain't got nothing to do.
1: Yes, I would love to.
2: Well, uh, thank you both so very much um, for. Uh, joining us here in the lazy turnip, so uh, Rijack, Jean, Velmek, I'm I'm going to be with you uh, in just a minute. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Halfhill Report. I want to thank Nobella. And again, for joining me here at the Lazy Turnip and for uh, giving so generously of their time. Yeah, yeah, enough of that. Can we get back to my business report? No, no, no. We're going to know. It's my turn now. We've, we've used up your time. are I ever going to get to finish a sports report once on this show? It's been three years. <laughs> How'd I do, Talib? She's she's always... How'd we do, collectively?
4: You all did great. It was very humorous. (laughs) (laughs) Could I just interject a quick little story here? When I saw that you were a wild hammer um, dwarf, it reminded me of one of my happiest memories in WoW. When I was leveling up my very first character, and I was going through Airy Peak... And I was a night elf uh, hunter and um, very weary and footsore by that point in my journey. And I stopped at the Wildhammer headquarters there. And as I went downstairs looking for the fire, I discovered a group of role players who were, you know, Wildhammer divorced doing their thing. And they just sort of greeted me as an elf coming in from my journey and we role played for about two or three hours and it was one of the most wonderful experiences that I've had the whole time and wow it was so much fun um just the once I never caught them there again (laughs) but you (laughs) maybe reminded
3: me that's a
2: great story
3: I love that yeah I love that too because uh (laughs) I believe it was uh, a BlizzCon 2019 Allie was there uh, and and uh yeah both of you were there too uh, yes <laughs> there were we shared
1: m ms together
3: yes we did share m ms <laughs> yeah i believe it was yeah i was gonna say i think it was the opening ceremony of, somewhere in there or one of the wow panels when they announced the wild Hammer dwarves were coming and i was like
4: ah! <laughs> <laughs> i've always had a soft spot for them ever since
3: then yeah oh uh, because that, that was the thing that i've always wanted because i was very similar because i was i started as a, a dwarf you know going up at the you know iron iron forge and all that and you're like oh this is cool i like this it's kind of oh, it's pretty cool and then you get to the airy peak and you see the the dwarves with the tattoos and i was like i want to be that dwarf <laughs> it's so much better <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and now oh i finally get to be <laughs> <And> it's fantastic <laughs> All right, so getting back to little Stevie's post here, we got some other questions that we need to dive into. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to figure out what is going on. So we we kind of like talked about already with the Alliance of the Horde honoring the truth. Truth signed after the Fourth War. All right, we got some questions around that. So first up, we're going to start with the Alliance because pretty sure we're all Alliance here. I mean, we've got a couple pain Pandaren. They can go either way. I don't know what's happening with that.
2: That's an ugly rumor, and I don't like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway first question for the alliance is do you think Terralian has softened his stance against the Horde or is it honor and his sense of duty that is preventing him from breaking this truce? Allie you go first
1: that's a good question I don't fully trust Terralian and his motives at the moment so I'm gonna say that it's inwardly, he still does not like the Horde. But he's also kind of with a blood elf. So that's a thing, too. So he's probably has accepted that honor and how he has to, you know, in the name of taking care of the throne of Stormwind. He probably feels like he has to honor that truce for now, but probably wishes he didn't have to, maybe?
2: What do do you think, Tash? You know, I... I wish I was the lore hound that uh, I, I, I cannot in all good conscience tender an opinion on this because it sounds funny for somebody who's done two hundred and twenty one episodes of a wild podcast. I'm a filthy casual. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm a filthy casual. I, There's you know, nothing and wrong so, with that. There is absolutely everything in the world wrong with that. But um, <laughs> stop
4: it! <laughs> I resent that remark.
2: Tell him to leave. Tell him. Um, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass on probably most of these questions. Uh, you know, I'm looking you know through them. But anyway,
3: no, that's totally fine because there's a little bit of a backstory. You know, it's fun to you know have you on, and, and you know maybe we can even talk a little bit about them. Because Terrellian, yep. if you don't know. He was one of the heroes of the Second War. You remember my little my little story where I was talking about how yep. uh, he went across the, to the Dark Portal with Courage and Wildhammer. Well, he went with Tyrallian. Well, Tyrallian was, was then stuck uh, fighting a thousand years of uh, basically demons uh, because he was with uh, you know his wife Illyria and the Dread Lord that became all lighty infused uh, Lothraxian, and Zira the Prime Naru. But anyway. So, you know, he got he got basically all, I would say, super uh, anti-Horde because he fought in the second war and he witnessed uh, the death of Anduin Lothar, who was the, you know, the uh, basically commander of all the alliance forces at the time. And then, you know, it was rally that, you know, kind of rallied the forces and uh, fought back the Horde. So it's got a little bit of a little Horde bias there. Totally makes sense. Then he comes back thirty-ish something years later and everyone's like, Yeah, the hordes alright, we talk about. They're fine. So so he's probably got this little like
0: I oh, don't know, I like this. <laughs> so,
3: so anyway, I I genuinely think Teralion, which I know a lot of people in the lore community think he's a bit of a zealot. And also that co- also comes from that, that cutscene. If you remember it where, you know, uh Illidan did the whole like I am my scars. I right. am my
2: scars. Yeah, I do know that. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, and Turali was the one who's like betrayer. Ah! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he's a, he's he's kind of set in his ways. But if I remember correctly, the reason why I think everyone is going to be in it for a bit of a surprise is in specifically in oh, what's the book? Uh, before the storm. Before the storm. That's the one. Because he had his buddy. We had his buddy. Uh, buddy. It was actually Alonzo's foul. So if you're a priest, like that one over there, priest, Uh, Allie. <laughs> uh Yeah, so there's the dude that goes by the name of Alonzo's foul, And he also was uh, fought in the Second War. He wasn't undead then. He was not forsaken. Uh, he was just a priest. Yeah, he was a priest. And he was actually the one that came up with the idea for making paladins. He was like, hey. I'm a priest. I'm pretty good at being a priest. But you know what would be really cool? I could swing a really big sword or hair! <laughs> so <laughs> What, we, what <laughs> if we do that, right? What if we get people that can swing the hammer and tell them how to use the light, right? And then there is the the not-so-scrawny uh, acolyte priest named Turalian over there that was like, I could swing a sword. I could do it. <laughs> so, so yeah. But anyway, um, he met up with Alonzo's Fowl, now that he is undead in Before the Storm, he was like, you're an abomination. Everything about you is wrong. You are not natural. And Alonzo's foul was like, nope, it's still me, dude. So that's where he's. Uh, I think that was the first hint, a little foreshadowing, if, if anything, of Turalyon realizing that, OK, they're not all monsters. They are still the person that I know and love inside. So that is why I think Teralion isn't the zealot that you think he is. Because Vol Alonso's foul,
2: and I do know this about him that he has um, he has been serving as regent. Yes. Um, do you think he's going to? And and by the time Dragonflight drops, he will have been in the regency seat for th- you know at least three years, right? Oh, well, it was actually the whole five years because Anduin got. Couched. Oh yeah, really the whole yeah really the whole five years. Yeah, yeah. he has been yeah. serving yeah as the regent for the whole five years um people who find themselves in those kinds of positions of power oftentimes have uh and I'm not referencing anything here but oftentimes have trouble letting go of that uh I know I know like what never. that never happens what are you talking about what a crazy thing to say there's no evidence in the real world of anybody ever behaving that way no. but that that fake news, fake news. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I wonder if there's going to be any drama around that. And I just talking about that because at least I can talk about something. I know something about.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, there absolutely could be. And I think it may come, but I don't know. He's a, he's kind of a big fan of Anduin. That's a good point. Right. Hmm. He doesn't actually know Anduin that well. 'Cause I was thinking of Boulevard for a second. Yeah, Turalyon, yeah no. Turalyon was gone when Anduin was born. Like he had already yeah, so
1: I don't think they've had too many interactions all in all.
3: Yeah, no. I mean the fact that he is a you know, Anduin's basically a priest and Teralion's all Mr. Paladin, glowy, you know, lightforge dude. They probably get along, but who knows what's gonna come to when Anduin comes back from you know, shuffling his sad mopey self for a while through the mall. I mean, hey. <laughs> we said the mall does something to you. It's a scary place. So <laughs>
2: makes it, makes everybody comes out of their emo. Okay, it's yeah, just... <laughs> a little bit coming out of there. Listen
3: to My Chemical Romance. He joined the Black Parade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does. It does things to you.
3: It does things to you. Yeah.
1: It's stuff to all of us.
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sure. Especially nine point <laughs> I still wake
2: up I still wake up screaming. So
3: Yeah, <laughs> the eye of the jailer that stupid debuff. It was terrible. <laughs> Alright. Next question. Alright, what do you what do you think Gan has been doing for these last three
2: years? Drinking out of bowls um, and wearing top hats? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that too. That too. Um I imagine he has been trying to, you know, help the Gilmayans, help the Night Elves. You know, the Night Elves kind of took the Gilneans in um, when, you know, they lost Gilneas and then now Night Elves lost their main home and so they're in Stormwind. So I, 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 I'm guessing Gens you know, helping them um, still probably harboring some hate towards the Horde. But I'm also kind of wondering that, you know, once he returns, if he is kind of looking over Trillian's shoulder to see what Trillian's been doing while he's been gone See if he's, you know, doing things in a way that, Gen, you know, can appreciate and be okay with. Because, you know, while Turalyon was gone and after D- variant died, it was Gen, who was kind of, you know, in an Anduin's ear, right hand man, you know, like kind of right hand dog. However you want to say that. And, <laughs> you know, it's just now like Turalyon, who like hasn't really been in power in Stormwind, all of a sudden, like. Is empowering Stormwind, and Gens like I'm, I'm. I'm wondering if Gens kind of checking in on Torelli to see what he's uh, been up to. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to get along. Honestly, yeah, I would think there would be some
4: tension between Gens and Torelli um over the the direction that the Alliance and has is been taking during this time. Somehow, I can't picture them just being totally in agreement. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Gen and Teralion, they probably. I don't know. It, it be, let me see if I can remember because a lot of this goes back to before the storm too. Because Gen was feeling one way about something, and then Tyrallen was feeling starting to feel the other way. And I don't know. I think they were starting to get on the same page, but I don't know. Like I, I think you. I think you're probably right. Uh, Alley is he's probably just trying to like help the Night Elves wherever he can. He's probably like checking his voicemail for Anduin coming home. Like, is he back? <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yes, yeah. Oh, plus well, sure he probably still that. wants. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And he probably still is working towards getting Gilneas back. Right. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that too. that's the long game. So,
1: right. how have the Night Elves fared over the course of these three years? Delete. And. And you don't have to be like a lore expert to have these speculations because we all know what happened to the Night Elves and Teldrassil and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. What, are you, what are you two thinking about that? Yeah, given
4: the Sylvanas situation was more or less resolved in a way that made most people happy, it yeah. seems like the Night Elves could begin to think about rebuilding. There were also those hints about um, the uh, seeds. Of a new world tree being right given well, they're back. They're of Loon. Yeah. And all of the souls in it who wanted to go participate in that. So I'm guessing that there will be some movements in that direction, although certainly not completed yet, but that they will be, I don't know, searching for the right spot. Um Co- collecting and organizing themselves would be my guess. Yeah, I think so
2: for sure. There, there's some there's some cheap real estate in Silithus. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see the night elves enjoying Silithus at all. No, but I mean, if they could, you know, rehabilitate the sword, you know, they could put a weird, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean that that is one of the theories is that they could somehow use it to t- deal more with the sword. In Silithus, so I mean, that, maybe that's, you never know, because everyone's been in the community's been like, "Who are you going to take care of the sword?" and blah blah blah. Maybe 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 they do.
3: Uh, Just as a heads up, I don't think you should probably grow a world tree over the sword to fix it, because the last time that happened, it busted into the the roots, busted into the old god's prison.
2: That is true. Bad things that is happened.
3: True. Yeah, that's Well, they right. haven't always
1: been smart about that, as we've seen, because of
3: that. So. <laughs> the sword is right next to an old god prison, so maybe not. Probably <laughs> not a good idea.
1: What do you think, Tosh? What, what have the Niles been doing, and how have they been faring over the last three years?
2: You know, I think, look, um WoW at its heart, and I've spoken about this quite a bit, um, Wow! At its at at, at many of it, at its deepest heart, and it tells a refugee story and it tells an immigrant story, right? Um, these are these are very consistent themes, uh, and um, so I think that they will um, they will very likely still be dealing with the issues that that any refugee or immigrant communi- community deals with. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they had basically a, di- a diaspora, right? Uh, you know, the, with the, the burning of the royal tree, uh, they were, you know, scattered to the four winds. And uh, there's been, I, I have no doubt in my mind that there will have been challenges. Separated families, you know, uh, people, you know, dealing with that, that very, very traumatic loss that you don't shake off in in a year or two years or even five years and so uh those i'm certain there are some of them that will have made a home and you know uh, or as best they could in the you know whatever community took them in uh the the various communities that took them in um but i think you know um i it, it's certainly with the three-year time skip it may be something that we consider addressing in the Halfhill report we, we've talked about refugee and immigrant issues we we gently you know on a week-to-week basis deal with social issues of you know of that type and so I think that's something you've you've planted a seed here no pun intended of uh, you know a, on that something that we might, address during this during this mini drought that we're in you know content drought
4: it was absolutely intended
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes you're right yes (laughs) you're right i I mean we've been dealing with the drought in the way we've been dealing with and i won't go you know you know kind of doing the the story but um but yeah i think i think that's something that they are going to deal be dealing with and continue to deal with
1: yeah yeah, and I think so. And I think it'll be interesting to see because I think that, you know, Taronda and Chandris, you know, they, they went through everything they went through, especially Tyrande with loon and the Winter Queen. And mm-hmm. they also know what happened to all the souls of those who were lost. Yeah. And I would like to think that they, you know, take that information back to the Night Elves and there could be, hopefully be a little bit of healing after, you know, the tragedy and everything that happened.
2: You would hope so. You would hope so.
1: Jim, what do you think?
3: I think that you are all correct, which is
1: good answer.
2: Very diplomatic of you, sir.
3: (laughs) No
4: controversy here.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, I honestly think that Taronda is probably going to be, for the most part, just trying to put the pieces back together because that's, yeah, just like you said, Tosh. That's you don't get over that in just three years' time. That's. That is something that is going to take, you know, a long time, especially for a race that is long lived as the night elves, right? Over 10,000 years. And then because I I think that's probably what's even more devastating to that culture is they probably people that died in that fire were probably anywhere between one, two, three, four, all the way to 10,000 years old. Right. They were they were, you know, they had known them for that long. And, you know, so if you're sitting there thinking, Oh yeah, how do you get over? It? I mean, like that's—I I don't know. I mean, obviously humans don't live that long, so <laughs> you can't even really put it in that in that frame of mind. And then you go throw in the addition of, oh, now you know ag- what actually happened to these souls, right? We we got the little recent cutscene of Torando getting the seeds of all of that like you know mm-hmm. the people that were, were lost, or at least she thought was lost at the time, you know, deciding to. Rather than spend their eternity in Ardenweald and the supposed beautiful groves and the wonderful trees and all that kind of stuff that they just wanted to ensure a brighter future for their people. And I think, you know, as we talked about in, the, in a previous episode, when Taronda like stuck her forehead on that on that seed and you could hear that little heartbeat in, in the in that cutscene, I think she was you could kind of tell that she she had she helped she had a very serious weight on her shoulder. I mean, she, she knew that like, she's been the leader of the, the night elves for so frigging long that she, you know, she's always probably had that weight on her, but it just probably felt a little heavier that day of, it's like, all right, I have to do right by the, all these people. All right. So she's probably taking that, um, doing a lot of soul searching and trying to figure out like, okay, this is what I need to do to, to, you know, to better my people we'll find a, you know, a permanent home for them or, or, or whatever it is. And I don't know. Because there's, there's all sorts of stuff that they got that needs to be cleaning cleaning up that we just kind of left to the wayside from one tragedy to the next. I mean, there's still the Firelands burning in Hyjal, <laughs> kinda. So it's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> no one, no one's quite put out that flame yet. So who knows? Um, yeah, lots of lots of you know things that still need to be done. But yeah, I think I think Toronda is over the past three years been trying her hardest to put the things back together, especially since Malfurion's probably been asleep or something. He's probably been like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what's going on in the Emerald Dream. It's like, oh God, every time, every time something bad comes, you got to go take a nap. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: I've always found it to be a good strategy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so this question this one this one has, has got me really interested which is will we see moira's son come of age soon so you know all the way back to classic oh moira the daughter of you know m- not murdered uh magni magni Bronzebeard. and you know she's uh, supposed to be the, the kind of queen she's sitting on the uh the council of three hammers that i don't know varian may have uh i don't know he was probably trying to be a diplomat, but he kind of like uh, usurped the throne that was rightfully hers from her. So,
2: <laughs> oh, well,
3: <laughs> uh, he was angry about the whole like taking Anduin hostage. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, so her son, which is uh, his name is the Second. II. Uh, yeah, you think he's going to be anything more than just a, a little baby in a cradle? You see anything of that? I-
2: it's all about the dwarves I- with you, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the okay. dwarves were awesome, so. I've always liked them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry.
1: No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I love, even when when we, when we you went out to dinner with me and my husband and you're breaking out the voices, it's just, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, um, I know that Blizzard has a tendency to bench characters for a while. And then bring him back when they need them. And Moira herself has been benched for a while, let alone the kid. So I think that it makes sense with this, you know, little small time skip. That maybe he is around a little more often. But something in my gut says that he's going to be corrupted. Like he's not going to be the son that Moira is hoping he becomes, you know, to be the the good dwarven leader.
2: Corrupted by power, by
1: I'm going to say some kind of evil influence. Okay. Something right. something void related. Something or, external,
2: something void. Okay.
1: Yeah, something external. Okay. I mean, maybe the power, but I don't know. I can see it as something being more traumatic and larger than that. Because, I don't know, it just kind of, Moira's had to go through a lot. And I kind of just feel like it just, it seems like it's almost too happy for her son to be healthy and well-adjusted.
3: Hmm. See, I, I totally disagree totally disagree with that please do <clears throat> please do I personally think and I don't know if it's gonna happen in dragonflight but maybe they're just using this as a setup for future things I genuinely think they're going to set up um you know Dal- uh, D- D- daggern thoracsian the second to become the next um uh, uh, king anvilmar basically you know the the king of all the the three uh, th- the three different clans Cause all you gotta do marry yourself a Wildhammer and you got all three. Cause he's already got True, true. He's already got dark iron and bronze beard in him. Right? That's you know, his dad's a dark iron, his his mom's a bronze beard. He marries himself a wild hammer, bada bing, bada boom, he's got the hat trick. Uh so that be <laughs> okay. that'd be
1: great if that actually happens, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> think that's well. where they're going with it.
4: Is this what you really think might happen or are you doing wishful thinking that they would put a spotlight on the dwarves in this expansion?
3: Both
2: called <laughs> <laughs> <It hauled> out. <laughs> well played, madam. Well played.
3: I Just I honestly don't think it's going to happen this expansion. I don't think um he yeah. I don't think he's going to uh, have a a big presence this time. He might show up as actually like you know, standing, not just sitting in a you know swaddling cloth and things <laughs> like that. I I actually think he will be at least seen as a child, um, and you know maybe there'll be something mentioned or, or whatever. It's like, oh, he's going to be a good, a good man or something like that. and Blah blah blah. But I I feel like it's maybe like an eleven o uh, storyline that they might pick up. I don't know.
1: Maybe yeah. You
3: know, yeah. unite the clans. Unite them. Okay. okay.
4: There's sort of a line for that spotlight with uh, the the um, gnomes hoping for Nomergon.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Uh,
4: <laughs> I
3: suppose well, the I would,
2: would, would, it would <laughs> certainly make me very. Certainly make me very happy. I will say that. It, I ju- I certainly think it's time for a little bit of focus on the gnome community. I yeah,
1: for the I love that. that.
4: Yeah. Looks <laughs> like the worgans are going to get their time in the sun, but yes. But I wonder how far down the road it'll be before the gnomes and the dwarves get their fair share. Yeah,
3: they—they they still the gnomes have still not been seen in a cinematic. So I don't know. The, the moment we see them in a cinematic, we're <laughs> like, "It's time <it's, it's>, <gasps> for the gnomes!
2: It's happening! It's
3: happening!"
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I don't. I, don't, I, I, I think that is the the long term goal. Do I think it's going to happen this expansion? Eh, it probably feels a little little soon. Huh. A little soon for it. But then again. Sorry. I,
4: mean, I didn't mean to pop it
3: But then again, I mean, <laughs> I don't know the average lifespan of a Pandaren, but I'm just saying that. No, me. He grew up real quick. <laughs>
2: <Sweet>. <laughs> yes, <he did. laughs> well, we eat well, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't
3: know. <laughs> all right, so alliance buffs of all all, all shapes and sizes. Uh, am I missing anything that we want to cover about the alliance? About what may may have
1: been happening over the last three years? Just the gnomes, but we already just touched on that a little bit.
3: Yep. Yeah. So speaking of which, we, the gnomes at the end of Battle for Azeroth, what they, they united the mecha and the gnomes together underneath mm-hmm. mecha torque. And they, he, they basically kind of said, we're setting up shop in Mechagon now, right? Isn't that pretty much how that quest ended? Yep. I remember. That's what I recall. Yeah, I
4: think so. Yeah. yeah.
3: Where are we actually ever going to see that in game? Like, Go back to Mechagon and like the gnomes and the mecha are together, or maybe a, maybe
1: a side quest, maybe
3: updated starting zone, maybe I don't know. Like, <laughs>
1: Ooh, maybe. Yeah, I think
2: they that would certainly be awesome. have no lack of fodder for future storytelling, ancillary storytelling. I mean, they have a cast of characters and storylines and plot lines that they can draw upon at will. Which, as a writer, I can tell you is just the best of all possible worlds, right? That, that they, they have opened up. They have so many degrees of freedom that they can move in as long as they, you know, are not breaking continuity, um, which, okay, let's face it. They're not, <laughs> they're not always the best about, um, but that's, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a region called retcon. Um, I'm just saying that that may. they're just going to say okay we're just going to put everything here you know um but they 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 have a you know and and sort of foreshadowing what you're you know going to be talking about in this in this next part of you know of um it's it's almost impossible there are so many degrees of freedom that they have to move in that uh you know that that some of this speculation even as a filthy casual i go what i do know is that oh my god they could go there's a million different directions they could go in you know because they have this this cast of characters and they have they have sort of broken out of the you know orcs versus humans horde versus alliance and and are you know moving in a direction that's going to you know allow them to be to be even more creative And that's wonderful.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I think that's
2: what
3: what makes me like it so much because there are so
2: many different characters. It's like Game of Thrones, but worse. (laughs) We're privileged. I'm still salty about that. Don't (laughs) Um, (laughs) grim. I I will never forgive grim. I'm just, I'm just saying, but um, they, um, I've, I've said this on other shows. We are lucky to be participants in and, semi content creators associated with an absolutely epic piece of literature right i mean a truly truly epic piece of literature so as we you know open the next volume and turn to the first chapter of the next volume i you know i don't think we'll know it's fun to speculate but i the the Story developers and that kind of thing probably is like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. They're never going to see this coming, whatever it is, right? They're oh, never sure. going to see it coming. They're never going to see it coming.
3: Yeah, to- totally agree. My 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 usual go-to is, all right, if you want to know what the next expansion is, is figure out what the community is going to say it is. None of those.
2: <laughs> yeah, just go, just go completely orthogonal from whatever they said. And they, there you go. That's what it'll be. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's typically what it is, but uh, all right, all right, we're done with the alliance for now. Let's jump into some of the horde. All right, so, as like we said, with the alliance of the horde honoring the truth, uh, truth. Tr- I do it again. Uh, truce is signed after the fourth war. What is the horde up to? So, is the horde leadership council working?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no how could that possibly hey, work tr- trust me she has thoughts on this <laughs> <laughs> bring it bring it to leap let's hear it
4: <laughs> well you know those are all kind of strong personalities with their own ideas about things and and those kind of groups tend to have a great deal of difficulty coming to consensus and and besides you know the horde's not noted for well they're they're noted for their independence not their cooperative natures so I'm very skeptical that they could make that work
2: if history yep. if history has taught us anything management and leadership by committee can be okay as long as the ship isn't taking on water and is you know heading straight when a crisis arises um, it, it Committees uh, are not designed for that to take, you know, decisive and quick action. Reaching consensus is difficult, and in a crisis situation, uh, you know, um, just even setting aside, let's say you have the most collegial group in the world, right? Um, they're each going to have differing op- opinions and perhaps strong opinions on. You know what the what the proper course of action is when you know, and they will seek they will seek consensus or they will seek perfection, and it's a it's an old saw. But you know you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So um, you you know will it will will it have been working effectively during the three years of peacetime? It probably. When the next crisis arises, will it be effective? Mm, probably not.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say you just look at world history. I mean, there's a reason why they uh, elevated uh, Caesar in a time of crisis because they needed someone to just make
2: decisions. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> they you know, they invite him across the Rubicon. Come on, we get get over here. We need help. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there's, there's
3: there's absolutely a a time and a place for that. Well. Uh, I appreciate the discussion and I appreciate the debate, but now's not the time. The time is now of action. (laughs) So, yeah, is the, I think you're, you're spot on. Is the Horde Leadership Council working? Yeah, three years. Totally. It's fine. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the entire five years, it was probably fine because there was a two years of us doing things in the Shadowlands and Azeroth was probably like, well, there's a weird hole in the sky, but nothing's really happening. Right?
2: Yeah. If you've got straight level, if you've got straight level flight, everything's going fine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm
3: sure they were they were just going along fine. You know, Callie and yeah. like, hey, buddy, you guys like me? And they're like, no, we don't like you. Uh, <laughs> and then there's you know, Lillian Voss was like, hey, what's going on, everybody? And they're like, Lillian, you're the best. <laughs> um. And then, I don't know, like, Bane was on there, and friggin', I don't, I think Gazelow is on there, I think, I think, uh, just yeah, was like, was... go away. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no more. Yeah. Well, thank you, Galliwick's. Um. But
1: keep in mind, too, that, like, a, a number of those were in the Shadowlands, like, Kalia, Kalia came down. Yeah. Like, Bane came down, well, so. he Bane
3: didn't go on his own volition. <laughs> <He> was...
1: <Fair. laughs> he it was. Fair. Like, it wasn't hey, a Bane. choice.
3: <laughs> Yeah, Bane was voluntold. It's like, come on, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> It's great over here.
0: But I mean,
1: to Talie's to point, I agree. Like, there are some strong personalities on that council. And <clears throat> a I, th- I think... It, right? <laughs> yeah, very true. She's well, awesome. Plan, yes. But in, in, like, in time of crisis, you know, I think a light's going to be really shown, shined. It's going to really bring out the different personalities and what they think is best. And you're going to see a lot of infighting again. And I think that they will all come to a compromise of like which member of the council they trust the most collectively and then that person will be war chief.
2: All right. Or um. the one that simply or the one that simply acts as if, right? They just said, okay, True. you yeah, True. it's like, look, I'm tired of this debate. It, you know, um but typically that goes to the the strongest individual either via dint of personality, resources, Physical might, whatever. um I think. I think that's. I think that's where that lands. <laughs> bane <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> All right, well,
3: going along that I vein, mean, crisis, crisis popping up. We are ever going to see a war chief again? As it will, someone be elevated to the position of war chief in a time of crisis ever again I, I,
2: I, I think, think we so. just I think we just talked that through I think oh you know, yeah I, th- I, th- I think it was yeah. a strong yes I, all around the room <laughs> yeah I think a strong yes all around yeah all
3: right well and it sounded like Tosh you were you sounded like your vote was for Bane uh what is anyone you got any ideas thoughts where the next war chief could be because my money's actually on Talonji like I think I think Talonji would be made the next war chief she
2: certainly has she certainly has the ambition
4: I'm thinking there might be a war chief for the orcs, but I'm seeing the whole alliance sort of that that's the wrong word because we're talking about the horde. But the whole um thing just exploding, each of them going their own directions. So there wouldn't be a war chief except for maybe a couple of them. Maybe the trolls and the orcs might hang together, but I don't know about the rest of them.
3: Yeah, that does feel like they're on a shaky grounds at the moment.
1: Right. Especially after Sylvanas.
3: You're all nothing. (laughs) Yeah. We're looking at each other like, did she just say that? (laughs)
4: It's it's kind of rude. (laughs) Except maybe if Thrall comes back. I like Thrall.
2: Yeah. He was so nice the
4: goblins when we were... Yeah, we
2: all like Thrall. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) He it's
4: so nice.
3: My favorite joke about Thrall is, of course, we all like Thrall. And he's the he's the best war chief because he was raised by a human.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> very pithy.
3: Very pithy. Well, I mean, even the worst of us is better than being raised by an orc. <laughs> <laughs> Atlas Blackmore was...
2: Not a good dude. (laughs) Wow. That's true. true.
4: (laughs) I'm glad this is your show and not our show.
2: (laughs) The opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect those of the Half-Hill Report or (laughs) Half-Hill Agricultural College. (laughs) Uh,
0: I kid. I kid. It's fine. I kid.
2: I kid.
3: (laughs) All right. All right. So. Uh, I got another question. The Undercity, has it been resettled after the events of 925? You know, in that three year time, did they get enough blight years to blight? I think
1: down? so. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, that's a hard yes. I mean, why do we do that quest otherwise? That'd be silly.
1: Yeah, like we we did that quest and we, we we played that out in game. You know, and Stevie D was talking about how like they're not going to do the whole Gilneas stuff outside of quests. You know, like Undercity had their turn. now it's going to be Gilneas' turn. Yeah, he mentions that
4: specifically, so I'm guessing that might be something that's already been accomplished.
3: Yeah. And uh, I mean, and speaking about our, how wonderful we think councils are working, how do you think the desolate council is working for the forsaken? I'm kind of curious about that.
1: I'm thinking after the 95 quest line, I'm going to guess that it's mostly working, but I'm sure there's like one holdout who is secretly hates it and is working against Kalia and Lillian and anyone else who's on their side. I feel like that seems to be a thing.
4: They set that up to be an interesting it could, you know, be an interesting kind yeah. of subplot, I think. With that whole thing about Kalia and
3: the it's, necromancy is be. necromancy. Doesn't matter the source. Right.
4: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Look, there's there's so many possible B plots. In the you know, in Dragonflight. I mean they like I said, they've they've got so much to draw upon that they've got an almost unlimited number of uh you know, B plots that they can that they can play out during the course of the expansion. Oh yeah, for sure.
4: Tashi, can you have Rizak explain why he's so happy about the Forsaken Council?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I don't know if you remember, but the, the business opportunity. Look, I'm gonna put the mechanomes and the mechanical body parts together with the forsaken. And listen, this is this is a win-win for everybody. Hey, mostly for me. But you know, they're gonna they got body parts that are gonna wear out, and you got people producing. You got uh, mechanomes producing body parts. This is a natural fit. This is this is a win all around. Now, that was a major, that is, that was a major spoiler for listeners to the half Report. That was a major, <laughs> major spoiler. I was going to say. Somebody, somebody, somebody hoot the spoiler horn. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice sounder. That was a good sounder. Way to go. Yeah. A
4: preview of coming attractions.
2: Preview yeah. of coming attractions. Yeah.
4: Heard here first.
2: Yeah, I got to tell you. <laughs> That may be the maybe best idea he's ever that had.
1: Might, maybe s- that. <laughs> certainly better
2: than Frazzleberry Crunch. No offense, Frazzly, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's you know maybe maybe Rijak is finally gonna get 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 his day in the sun and and have have a have a business actually work out for him.
1: Maybe maybe I mean he kind of dropped the ball this whole set setup. So we
2: love Rijak we love rajak <laughs> well
3: i mean everyone knows you're not supposed to put all the freaking fertilizer on at once but hey
2: <laughs> oh, like,
3: i'm
0: not a
2: farmer why would what do you mean everybody i'm i'm, I'm everybody and i didn't know that
3: no my favorite was, are you sure <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> yeah the <more> the <laughs> all, right.
0: Uh.
3: all right so all right speaking of more forsaken culture has Calia been accepted in the forsaken culture over the course of the five to three years that we're talking about here Seems to give a big spotlight in the 925 which you've talking about like
1: and stupid brother ruined it all <laughs> I don't know what do you I'm guessing mostly accepted. There's probably going to be some holdouts. There's going to be some that are just, you know, all like, it's all about the pure blood. Well, they don't really have blood, but you know what I mean? Like the original Forsaken, you know, are the true Forsaken or whatever. I'm sure it's going to be in there somewhere. And, uh, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm guessing she'll be mostly accepted by the Forsaken. Okay. They She
4: probably make some good contributions. And so... yeah. You know, they'll sort of a little more than tolerate her, but she'll never be quite part of the, um, you know, the the popular crowd.
2: She's not one of them, right? She's been accepted, but she's not one of them. Now,
3: speaking of that, so Sylvanas, she's a little busy at the moment. She's uh, off uh, serving her time, and... There's also a, a boss that we defeated in the, um, Sanctum of Domination called the Nine. Yeah, so we ain't got no more Valkyr anymore, and, uh, also means there's no more new Forsaken. So do we possibly think that that could mean Kalia could be like, well, I can help you out with that. You want to look like
2: me, or you want to
3: look old and busted? <laughs> so- <laughs>
2: It hey, could, hey, hey, hey what are you doing here? You're missing up my deal. Wait, wait, <laughs> easy, easy. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let's talk about this a little bit. Well, um, that's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, But that is, yeah. yes, you're right. That's that's very interesting theory crafting. Just thinking. I
4: hadn't thought about that, that there wouldn't be any more yeah. forsaken created. Hmm.
2: Unless they just get a,
3: uh, I don't know, like a one way. Or a, a return trip, if you will, from Maldraxxus, since they were went there to help clear out, you know, yeah. the old Undercity. They're like, "Well, we need some more recruits in the Forsaken. Hey, their Undying Army, would you uh, have a couple spares?" Uh, and they're like, "No, we're busy." Like, oh, okay, dang. <laughs> okay, spare just one. <laughs> okay, all right, just one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it would be interesting if, um, you know. It seems like they've been going the route of more and more and more character customization options. Like they introduced the Wild Hammer Dwarves, and then they introduced, you know, in 925, it was like, hey, you want to be a Dark Ranger? Well, we're not going to create a new class, but you can look like one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and it just seems like they're just slowly rolling out as many uh, customizations as they want. I think they experimented with the allied races. They're like, that's cool, but that also means we need to add more racials. That, that's hard. That's hard. Let's just make them look cool. Let's just make them look cool. So I think what they may do with Kali is they're like, hey, Forsaken's Forsaken. You can do the you can be pretty or you can be ugly. My only question is, the pretty Forsaken really gonna use the, you know, the their the racial ability to cannibalize? That'd be really
2: weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a
4: good
1: point.
2: Good good point. Very good point.
4: I can see them adding that option. Yes.
3: Can you imagine? They sit down at the corpse and they pull out like some knife and a fork and they're just like
2: J-J-J-J. knife and little little yeah. <laughs> 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 We're not barbarians. <laughs> we're <laughs> cannibals, <laughs> not we're, we're, we're cannibals, not barbarians. We're just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the delicacy.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Uh-huh. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to move there. So, anything I'm missing? Right. So, Torn culture, anything going on there? Know. Bane seems to be doing all right. Um, goblin, you know, nothing. I don't. Know. No,
1: I don't. Maybe a little bit, but I kind of doubt it. Not a whole lot, at least not now.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Like, who's the head of the orcs now? Is it is it back to Thrall, Or well, what's
1: probably not
3: i don't know you know who i think would actually be fun uh like hey i'm the head of the orcs now especially e Etrig. e would be a, a good choice that'd be fun e yeah. great especially because he was the one that was like nope i'm out <laughs> he left for a long time yeah so i think that'd be good if he was uh if they had him come back yeah yeah well not that he didn't come back. He was uh, he was actually in the BFA questing where, for the Sylvanas Loyalists, I believe. You get to drag him around. <laughs> you're like, come on, you're e you're yeah. yeah, That was fun. I think all leaders
4: should be people who don't want the job.
3: Yeah, that would probably be the e then. He doesn't want it. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't want it at all. <laughs> but then again, not, Thrall doesn't want it either, so both good candidates. That's exactly. How are we feeling
1: about the trolls? Are they pre-settled? Is Talanji pre-settled? Well, Talanji settled
3: with the Xandalari, but who's dealing with the spear Is the, the, the right. spear and the Zandalari all kosher now, or
2: I don't, I don't know. Do we see them falling into line and and just I don't know? They, they've they've been on divergent cultural tracks for you know quite some time. Was it
3: was, yeah. was it? was was it? It's not not rastakhan that's that's the talanji's dad i was thinking um, yeah Rokon, Rokan? i think it was the uh,
2: of the of the dark spear yeah
3: i think that's who i was thinking of so mm. it's pro i would that would be my best guess is that's who's leading the dark spear now is Rokon, you know the old buddy of uh rexar rexar's old, yeah. old old friend from back of the back of the day but yeah that'd be that'd be my guess that'd be my guess yeah because uh, i don't if know
2: Tal- if, if talanji ends up war chief then that 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 answers, you know. That answers the question, right? Well, actually, she she has the youth, she has the ambition, she has the the brains, um, you know, certainly has the strength.
3: Yeah. Actually, think about it. I actually do see the the Darkspear and the um, the Zandalari getting along much better now, for one specific reason. Buunsamde is now the uh, the
2: Loa of Kings and that's yep. who the that's who the spear are all aligned that's with a, yeah that's a valid point that's very mm.
1: if I can get me more Zombie, then I am all about that
2: yeah <laughs> uh, more Zombie, <Bwonsomdi>, please that's <laughs> that's my ask
3: yeah so I don't know I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably yeah Talanji probably will just lead both factions of trolls because they'll be like oh you guys you do the Zombie thing now not that whole I don't know that big T-Rex guy like, like you're not doing that all right no. All right, cool. Uh, no more of a All right, so I don't think, well, unless, unless Volgen decides to just, just pop
2: back up as a, a freaking Loa. No, I don't know. That
1: could be a thing, too. That could at that some could point.
2: Be, yeah. They left the door, they've left the door open. Yeah, they, they did. They definitely did. Yeah, they left the door open. Yeah, they left the door open.
3: All right, any, all right, any, anything else? Any, anything else before we move on to the next thing that we're gonna piece apart? Move mm- on. All right, nope. So. Minor, minor little spoiler warning here. I am going to, uh, no, seriously, like jump ahead like 30 seconds or so, f- f- just a little bit. It's not a lot, but just super minor spoiler. So I will warn you. I don't, I don't know why you gotta do it in, in front of the kid with the effing. All you gotta do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Okay, minor spoiler, all right. So, Stevie D said, we plan to offer a digital short on our website that details one particularly joyous occasion. That joyous occasion is, and here's your spoiler, that is the marriage between Lothar Marteron and first the Thelisra. Alright. You remember the uh little nub notes, the poems and all that where they were mm-hmm. meeting up. And, so good. Yeah. Madeline Rue wrote that little short story. Yeah, they're making it official now. They're not just dating. The courtship is over. They're moving in. Alright, so <laughs> So now we know what's going on with the Blood Elves and the uh and the Night and uh, not the Night Elves, the uh, nightborn. Yeah, so. They're uh, they, they I don't know, they're they're moving in together. I don't know. Do you, what do you think? Are they moving to Suramar or are they moving to uh, Silvermoon? Which one? Hmm? What think happening there?
1: I'm Bye. guessing Silvermoon. But I can see her having to go back to Suramar often to keep things going. Or maybe she, you know, appoints someone in, Silver, in um, Suramar to lead things up in her stead
2: while she's in Silvermoon. I love Suramar, and if they can make it to where we can freely and comfortably move around Suramar, regardless That'd of faction, or race or class, you know. But, one can be assured that the absolute glitterati of Azeroth society will be in full attendance at the wedding. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, besides uh, Eleander and Shalad, do you Shala. think are there are going to be any other special guests that they that said uh, Neptuals?
1: And there's still a couple Windrunner sisters around.
3: Yep. Mm. Yeah, that, that might be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Have and um,
1: so they dropped the Salandria little little blood elf paladin. And it's all grown up now. Like maybe she shows up. If they're trying to bring her into the story.
3: Yeah, I have a feeling yeah. that her and or, um, uh, you know, eh, who she works for, her paladin boss, you know, that lady, you know, her, you know, lady something something. It starts with an L. <laughs> starts with an L. Yeah, 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 there you go. uh, Lady Liadrin. I don't Liad- know who you're talking about. Leandrin, Leandrin,
1: li- Leandrin, li- Yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That lady Liadrin.
3: Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're li- 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 Liadrin. <laughs> yeah Uh, yeah, I I don't know I I think all the 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 big wigs of the you know probably like you make you mention the the windrunners and um, any of those um, people from the old old stories I can't remember their names off the top of my head anymore but yeah alright anyway so that was just a fun little aside in case you were curious what that little what that fun little uh, moment was in uh, that he was alluding to anyway so Rather than uh, keep going on and on about spoilers so people can finally rejoin the story. We're just going to go into... So besides stretching out the WoW timeline a bit, another benefit of this fast-forward is that it will let our younger characters get a little older. Now, I'm just going to say, besides Rathian, who do you think he's talking about? Because obviously Rathian is one that they need to probably get a little bit older. Got any ideas? Because I got a list. let you go first. <laughs>
2: I am I'm looking at the list and the and the one that's at the uh, I'm, uh, the one that's at the top of the list would would make me almost irrationally happy. <laughs> and that and that is one Lili Stormstout.
1: That yeah, that'd be great to see. That'd make me yeah. happy too.
2: Lily yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. To to see a uh, the um after You know, but quite some time to see. uh, You know, Pandaren. You know, take not maybe center stage, but certainly play something more than a more than a supporting role. You know, would be absolutely terribly, terribly exciting. Just, you know, I mean, you can see, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anduin
4: will certainly grow older, but will, but. That's not gonna be the important thing about him if he comes back. The important thing about him is gonna be what's come out of his soul searching. So Absolutely. I don't know that he necessarily belongs on that list.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't think we're gonna see him next expansion, honestly. I, I think that he's yeah. he's gonna be put on the shelf for at least one expansion before he pops back up. Yeah,
1: I would I would think yeah. so. Yeah. All right. I thought of one. Oh, go for it, Allie. Zakan! Zappy Boy! Oh, yeah. Zappy Boy! Wow. Yeah. Like, by now, like, I would imagine by now, like, Zakan's a little more, because he's been, you know, taking on some more responsibilities and whatnot. Like, I would imagine, you know, he's had a chance to kind of grow a little bit and develop that, that confidence and to make more of a name for himself. And I, I would love to see where his story's going to go. And... How he's changed in the last few years. Yeah, he was so popular that
2: he really was. It was a little bit like of a pop phenomenon be a good for a while. idea
4: to bring him yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. sure
2: his wounds
3: have healed by now. I mean, he's probably. A, he's a <laughs> troll. Look at the whole regeneration thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just you know, being buried in a flaming lake basically for a while—that uh, might, might take you out of commission for a bit, but that's. He'll be, fine. He'll, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be all right.
4: Some paladin would have healed
3: him. Something like that. Yeah. They got those Zandalari paladins. Yeah. They, they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Zandalari, Talanji. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, really hoping we see Talanji take a little bit more of a, not necessarily center stage, but more, more of like a, I don't know, at least a presence, right? At least a presence <laughs> in the story Unlike uh, Shadowlands, uh, you know, I was really wanting to see more Talonja. I mean, yeah, sure. It was nice. We got that little bit of Bwonsamdi, a little bit in the Ardenweald um, campaigns and things like that. But, you know, I was uh, it was tragic how little Bwonsamdi we got in Shadowlands, um, especially considering he's the Lord of the Dead, we're in the realm of the Dead. It's like, come on, we need more Bwonsamdi. So
2: so I'm going to I'm going to put a ball up on a tee for Talip because I think one of the things by making Talanji um, a a greater force, potentially a war chief, potentially assuming a very strong leadership presence in the horde, allows them to um, correct an error or an issue that Talip has spoken of quite a bit with Sylvanas, That there was a there was a moment, and Talib, I'm, I know you know what I'm referring to, right? There was a moment in Sylvanus's arc. And, and with that, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it over to you.
4: That moment when, uh, Vol'jin dies and then she's out on the platform with the pyre and she, you know, kind of rallies the, the group and says, I mean, I'm going to avenge him and who's with me. And everybody goes, yay. Um, there's a direction that her character could have taken at that point uh, rather than going the dark route that she did. And I think it would have been a much better story, although I know they had Shadowlands in mind and all of that, so they, they clearly weren't thinking about any other option. Um, but they, they did such a good job of bringing along a number of strong female characters um, you know, they had uh, Jaina and uh, Talanji and Sylvanas and this one more that I'm forgetting um, that, you know, I'd, I'd like them to see, to have them take one of those female characters in some more less um, exotic direction. Less emotional? Yeah. Less, not emotional, um, but, you know, Shadow, well, I'm not a big fan of the Shadowlands expansion. <laughs> and and one of the reasons why I didn't like it is because it was sort of such a... And this sounds silly, but I think you'll know what I mean. It was such a fantasy kind of thing, you know. Prior right. to that, everything had been kind of grounded. And that just sort of took off in this weird direction. And I'd like to see them bring it back so they could tell some more... Sort of more real stories. Does that make sense?
2: Oh yeah,
3: yeah. absolutely.
2: Uh-huh. Grounded in the sense of you know, obviously we're talking about you know a, a thing that's not you know grounded in the reality that we understand, but it it, right, it, yeah. had, it had internal it had internal logic,
4: internal grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not confusing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's a fantasy, <laughs> but the but the yeah. whole Shadowlands thing was. You know, and fantasy is the wrong word for that because it's so dark that I think there's a different word for that. But anyway, that's just my weird gothic
2: horror horror thing.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Favorite,
2: my my favorite zone in the Shadowlands, by 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 the way. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I was just going to say, I totally get where you're you're coming from because it was so fantastical that it was hard to relate to. Right. Because these yeah, yeah. characters are just like so up there, and you're just like, well, I, what about me and my dwarf buddies and my elf buddies? And, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, you gotta, we, we don't need to have it so grounded that it's like, you know, stories of humans and humans. Uh, right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when it's like practically gods warring against each other, and you're just like, all right, then, that's. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do I do anything <laughs> right. it's like, where do I fit in I don't, I, don't
2: do know. I just or just stand here okay I can do that
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh but you're the mall walker the what now <laughs> okay
4: yeah so, the mall walker the yeah.
2: the, the Ma- mall walker the we are all the mall walker <laughs> yeah. all yeah, of us
4: I'm just, I'm just not comfortable with that
3: yeah yeah but you, right. know, but, you know, it's just like fan Fantasy for you're all the Warriors of Light. Every single one of you is the Warrior of Light. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. yes, yes,
0: yes.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is one of the wonderful things about Lotro, right? You are definitely none of those things. You're, right? just, a- you, you, you yeah. are, you're just a hobbit. You're just a hobbit. And you kind of see that, like, oh, okay, that story's happening over there. But in the meantime, I need to go do this thing. I need to go collect this thing. And then every once in a while, I will get a little peek. Oh, good. Okay, that's still happening. All right, I get to go back to the Shire, you know. So,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: sorry, I took us down a rabbit hole.
3: Oh no, it was a good rabbit hole. I like it down here. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we actually already kind of talked about Dagrin uh. And in a second. That's Moria's son. So I'm going to skip over him. And we're gonna get into uh Celandria. We're already talking about that as the Blood Elf Paladin 925. Why would you have like teeter up right? if you're not gonna like do something with her in Dragonfly? I feel like that's a that's a thing that's coming, right? It's gotta be a thing, mm, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. Maybe something with the Sunwell and Blood Elves and whatnots.
3: I, I don't I have no idea what. The only thing I the only tiny little hint that I can go off of is just the children's week you know, quest from back in BC yep. where the bronze dragons were like about to attack her and they're like, whoa, 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 you can't do anything. And then, you know, obviously we got bronze dragon stuff. It might be funny if the only thing that they did with her was the bronze dragons trying to attack her again. And they're like, seriously, we already did
0: this. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she hasn't
4: done it
3: yet.
0: <laughs>
4: Haven't we been here? <laughs> yeah, more to her than that. Yeah, yeah. the question is I suppose whether it's this expansion or further down one but she will be older so
3: yeah it it feels like it's got to be this expansion only because with such an emphasis on dragons and it being a little bit when they went to the caverns of time last time so
4: yeah you're right yeah I think it's Yeah. yeah, that's a good a good connection there I'll look forward to that
3: yeah, that seems
4: one of the most realistic things that could happen.
3: Oh, absolutely! I, I'm 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 on Celandria watch at this point, point. And, <laughs> and I'm not even a blood elf, so I'm just gonna be like watching YouTube videos, possibly, because I'm probably not gonna see the quest myself. <laughs> uh, all right, so so we will all agree with that one. Yep, probably gonna see. It. All right, yep. next one I got on my list is Tess Greymane. So I had to throw this one on there for you, Allie. Think anything's gonna happen I with think
1: we're, we're, you know, we're getting Gilneas back. So I think Tess is going to be a part of that. And I think Tess, along with Talia, like they've taken time to kind of set these ladies up and, you know, they might need some more time to grow and flourish, but I can, I can see them, you know, showing some you know, more maturity sometime during Dragonflight and having to slowly start having more of a role. Mm, that yeah. makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Did, they may use this expansion and they, they clearly stated that they have, they may use this time skip and this expansion to begin to groom the, you know, the next generation of the stars of the show. Right. This right. is, you know, this is, this is their chance to develop them as, as central characters and as they move on into the future the you know the the previous generation can sort of not go away or whatever just they they take more of a you know counselor ba- advisory type of role while this new this next generation of leadership steps up yeah in central characters it's very it's very from a from a from a writer's standpoint from an author's standpoint i you know it 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 makes sense, right? You can't keep, you know, turning the crank on the previous, you know, on the same set of characters over and over and over again, (coughs) friends. Um, But, (laughs) uh, because eventually it plays itself out. But, you know, if you, if you, if you have your, you know, your minor leagues, right? Feeding, you know, you, you know, feeding that next generation to you, then, you know, you're doing very good for the long-term health of the story
3: yeah
2: and that's how I look at things as you know as a, yeah. as, a, as a story writer
3: yeah and I, I think that the reason I even uh, threw her on here is because I feel like she might be kind of like one of the almost like the passing of the torch a little bit of the the wargan a little bit I mean going back to Lord of the Rings as an example it's almost like a are you talking about the the grooming of the next generation it's like uh you know the you know you had the Hobbit with Bilbo and then it's like, and then you had to introduce like Frodo and all their other, the, the crew and things like that. And, and you still had the through line of like, say, Gandalf and things like that. So you, we're still going to have those advisory roles, but sometimes they can take a step back and, you know, again, will probably still be there. But he's probably getting,
2: dude, dude, he's getting, getting older, he's getting older. Get, get a little yeah. long, get a little long in the tooth. Mm.
1: Literally and figuratively.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yes. And actually, out of
3: all of the humans, he is the probably the oldest in terms, especially of the rulers, because he goes back to the first war. Like, yeah, he's been the ruler of the Gilneans uh, since the first war, uh, if not before that. So. So, yeah, he's Uh. he's getting tired. He's probably getting a little tired of it. And he's like, all right, Tess. Right, I, uh, I, I wanted Liam to step up, but hey, there was this banshee lady that was really mean. Yep. Hey, it's it's you now. So there you go, Tess. It's all you. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he just turns over the reins to her. And it's like, all right, you can run wild. You're not. I don't. I don't. I actually don't even know if Tess is a Worgen off the top of my head. I just know she's a gun. <laughs> I don't actually think she's a Worgen. <laughs> I don't
1: know, Alex, do you
3: know? Do you know if Tess? I
1: don't think she is. We haven't seen her in Morgan form.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know so Though she, she is,
1: it's a secret right now. Mm.
3: Maybe mm. that'll be her initiation. It's like, all right, Pops. Bite me.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> he may not yeah, be the best yeah, option. Yeah, I think yeah, there's someone yeah, else in town that might be less awkward. He took that in a weird direction. Took that in a very weird direction, and I'm not sure why.
3: It's not a weird direction. It's just like, all right, you're going to lead the war again? you got to to the war again.
2: If somebody's going to do it, I'd, I'd, I'd rather it be me. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I
4: get it. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about weird directions. Wow, I made it
2: weirder. I actually I'm made it weirder. It weirder. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to do that. All right. I think I'm going to. Go leave now. Um.
1: <laughs> That's okay. We can we can we can move on to the next one.
2: It's fine. Well, yes.
3: Then obviously we're not gonna we don't need to talk about him too much because th- this particular person will be playing quite front and center role is Rathian, right? Him and old not a t- not a young character, but Ebonhorn or Abyssian will be uh yeah. quite prominent in the storyline from everything yeah. we've seen so far. But again, we're not getting yeah. into spoilers yet, so. There we go. All right. Anybody else besides Zappy Boy, right? That we can think of that it would be considered a younger character that needs to be fleshed out. right. Because I also like what you mentioned with uh, Talia. I hope we get more Talia, too. She was great. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're going to go ahead and jump into. So as for changes to the world that have been uh, discussed or foreshadowed, such as the resettlement of Gilneas, those will not be happening during the fast forward. So as a proud member of the Worgen race, how do, do you feel? How do you, how do you feel about this? Hmm?
1: How's Fantastic.
3: It, right? You happy about Because I, w-
1: I want to play it out. I don't want to just like magically be like, oh, well, they got it back. Like I want to play through that scenario. Like I want Nobella to be a part of that and to feel like she's a part of that. So if they played it out like during that skip, like I honestly I'd be pretty frustrated.
3: All right. Now, the one question is, do you think we're going to get an old school Miss Pandaria style scenario where you can play it over and over? Or is it going to be the more modern one and done just used for storytelling purposes?
1: I wish it was an old school scenario because I've been calling for Pandaria scenario type things to be back in the game for a while now. But I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a modern. You go through the quest once on a character and you're done with it unless you do another character. But I would rather it be a scenario.
4: Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing, including I'd rather be a scenario, but I don't think so.
1: Yeah, we got, we got, we got a hope, we got
3: a dream. It would be nice if the some of the those story moments could be revisited over and over. That, that I don't know, but they're like, oh no, you just got to make an ult. And I'm like,
2: oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's a way to sell you a boost.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather just do the scenario. That'd be (laughs) funny. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for, you know, that out of this. And hey, the fact that we filled an entire episode with just this one little post. Kudos to us. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) A pretty, pretty meaty episode, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that is where we are going to wrap up this discussion. We've been going for quite a while, but before we start wrapping up the show, uh, I would say, yes, Tosh, Talib, thank you so much for being on this uh, show. This uh, this episode is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, before we start wrapping things up, please let us know where everyone can find the Half Hill Report and anything else that you may have going on.
2: So the Half Hill Report, um, you can find it pretty much every week. Uh, It drops uh, usually on Sundays uh, on any podcast. uh, podcast, um, you know, uh, podcatcher that you happen to have, and this is terrible. I should know the website, and I'm. I'm it's late, and I'm old, and I'm having trouble remembering. It's um, it's uh, it's, uh, uh dot Podbean If you want to go directly to the website, um, we have a um, we have a uh, uh, both Talib and I have uh, Twitter accounts that we post to uh, usually on a weekly basis, uh, Tashmufuni uh, Tash and the number one, uh, long story behind that. Um, and uh, it, yours is at P. Talib, right?
4: Yes, P. Talib, right. because they wouldn't let me put, it was too long to say Professor Talib, so it just had to be P.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, and the Half Hill Report, um, of course, has its own uh, Twitter account. We do have a Discord channel um that mostly we just use to you know to talk to friends on but everybody people are welcome it's literally it's called the Halfhill Reports all um and then you know if you don't mind um there is a link there's usually a link in the show notes uh if you happen to want Halfhill Agricultural College or Halfhill Report branded merchandise it is available uh every week in the the show notes and you can uh, order directly from Zazzle and um you know, we make uh, very little uh, minimum commission on that. It was just something we felt like we wanted to put out there for our fans. And every once in a while, I'll send a guest to the show, something off of there. So that's how you can find us. Well,
1: wow. I just have to say, if, if you are listening to this thing, you have not listened to Half Hill, you should. It is th- the episodes are usually short and it is just such a wonderfully unique show that... I know for me has become quite the comfort show, like just hearing the intro music, like I get a little watery eye because it's just, it's just a comforting, relaxing thing at this point. And I save listening to the show on my commute as a way to just, just be calm and just enjoy the moment. And it's wonderful. So if you have not listened to this, you really need to.
4: Oh, thank you so that's much. That's
2: so kind of you. We'll probably end up with 13 listeners out of that review. So that's, you know, we'll go from 12 to 13. So thank you. We're very, that was that was very kind of you to say. And that is what we've endeavored to do with that show is to be just a small, quiet place for 15 to 20 minutes. And then maybe some of the, you know, the, um, uh, uh, the adventures of Gadget and Cadfile and the adventures of uh, Bodo and Rowan. Uh, are a little longer, but it's just meant to be this very quiet, restful, peaceful respite from all of the madness that's out there. And so the fact that you have found that uh, and a little bit of humor and a little bit of social commentary, uh, the fact that you and others have found that just just that's why we do it.
4: That's, that's exactly why we do it. And we have a lot of fun doing it, too. And it, it comes through
2: yes, on the show for sure. Yeah. yeah we're all about the creative
3: process. (laughs) As as I kind of joked a little bit before, like I almost played out the entire conversation that I was hoping we would have in our little funny thing. um, Just because I've I've listened to so many episodes that I kind of had a feeling that like how it would go. And I was like, Oh, this is, it was was great. So I was super happy that, uh, you know, even getting to be able to do this with you. So this was just kind of a, um, just a fantastic little dream come true of mine. It was uh, super happy that i got to do this so thank you so much
2: for hey, one last thing one oh, last yeah. thing any any rp and we don't do this as frequently as we should but if you're an rp if you're an rp out there and you would be interested in bringing your character onto the half hill report we've had a number of them out Al- ali has been on uh a number of other people have been on um drop us a line at um, at half hill report uh at yacht uh, report um at at yahoo.com or drop us a line on one of your uh, you know, on Twitter or discord, wherever you can find us uh, and, you know, let us know. And we'll, you know, we would love to do an interview with your character, you know, on the show. I think people who do it have fun. It's
3: a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. (laughs) If you didn't hear,
4: (laughs) (laughs) we also appreciate listeners who write letters Letters Peace. from a listener.
2: Please send us <laughs> letters from a listener. That is the biggest writing challenge we I have do that every again. I keep meaning to. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we've had some really good ones in the last few weeks with Tashi moving around. We've been really, really fortunate and appreciative of those letters.
2: Yeah.
3: I need to I need to send one of those because I've I've had a couple so, of ideas.
2: <laughs> So thank you for letting us pitch that. And thank you for inviting us and having us, you know, being so gracious and having us on the show.
3: Yeah. Enjoyed it. I was super happy you said yes when I when the idea popped in my head. So I was like, I was like oh, my gosh, I need to ask. It's already Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, again, thank you so much. This was fantastic. So, Allie, take it away with the closing out to the show.
1: Hey, so remember earlier when I was more awkward than I normally am, and I was like, "Hey, patrons, hey, listen for the end if you want to be a patron and, and support." Hey, it's the end, <laughs> and so it's part of the show where I get even more awkward than normal and say a quick thank you to all of you who support us, every single one of you who keep the show going. If you would like to join the ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to Patreon.com/liveLathFloor. And of course, as we like to do every episode, we shout out those top patrons. And because this episode is running long, just say I love you all very, very, very much. So I'm just going to run through your names instead of doing end of each individual things that Jin's amazing at. We have Craig L., Daniel Dupree, Marjo Fison, Ickes, Serith, Nadun, Kamari, Pastamat, Vanderlyle, Mud, Chris Muller, Dungeon Master Burke, and chorus. Thank you all so very much.
3: Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Just like we do like do every single episode, we like to leave on a little positive note, and I just thought this was too freaking adorable not to include this. Well, with school having already started, or starting up again soon, depending on where you're at, uh, I thought it would be a fun to bring attention to a song that the Dean of Education at a Chicago Elementary School has put out there on Instagram. So everyone knows that the first day of school can be a little nerve-wracking right but the first day of kindergarten that is another ball of wax altogether so as a early childhood educator uh I, uh I can imagine over here you have some experience with a little bit of nerves from little kids and how this little song might have helped right so let's just go ahead and listen to this fun little song that someone put together and it is just the cutest freaking thing and be warned you might be singing this in your head for a while. The song is very oh, catchy, Lord. so just here we go. <laughs> just, there's your warning. There's another. There's a content warning. It is very catchy. Yeah
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to kindergarten, where we can learn and play. Get ready for all of the fun we'll have today. I'll try my best and work hard Be kind in every way We're ready for all of the fun we'll have today All the fun we'll have today Uh, welcome to kindergarten Welcome to our time at school The best way to have a whole lot of fun Is to listen to the teacher and follow the rules There are just so many things to learn Like counting by fives and how to take turns Holding a pencil correctly to write with you The future is bright, so sing with me now Welcome to kindergarten Where we can learn and play You ready for all of the fun. Try my best and work hard Be kind in every way We're ready for all of the fun we'll have today All the fun we'll have today hey, hey. A whole lot of fun, a whole lot of games We'll learn how to write our first and last name Reading sight words like I am good And sharing our supplies like every friend should Colors and numbers, letters big and small At Recess, you bet, we gon' always have a ball Amazing stories, we'll read and we'll write with you The future is bright, so sing with me now Welcome to kindergarten Where we can learn and play
2: That is the cutest freaking song on the planet. <laughs>
1: that is pretty cute. Yeah, <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> I think it's nice that John Mayer found work. I know mean, but- <laughs> that was
3: Dwayne Reed. Like I said, yeah, was, it was really good. No, it was really sweet. That uh, was fantastic. Well, uh, so with that, I just wanted to say, hey, I hope anyone who started kindergarten for, or, you know, had little ones out there, you know, it wasn't too, too, uh, heart-wrenching on you as the parents, too, because I know that one could be good or tough. So, anyway, with that, I think we'll just say have a fantastic, uh, I don't know, it's night here, so I was going to say evening, morning, afternoon, whatever. And we'll catch you all next time. So, yeah. Seriously, again, Dosh,
2: Talib, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're the best. It was a lot of fun.
2: And remember... Make your own turnip.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore. And you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash aliandras. And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore Lord. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Alianders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.